And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. Ah! See, a United States astro robot becomes a creature of death. Oh. And these. We have come here to this planet for. One purpose only, to acquire breeding stuff to repopulate our planet. Welcome to Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. From class to cults and all the cheese in between, the movies are B, but the entertainment is grade A. And I am your host, Mr. Jason Giaconetti. And this time out, I'm joined by my brother, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. Hey, Jay. How's it going, everybody? It's uh, time to once again add that fourth B onto Bots, Bugs, and Babes. And our fourth B this time out is a very special B. That B stands for BMX. That's right, folks. We're turning the clock back all the way to 1986, and we're taking a look at Rad. And we'll get to it right after this. His name is Crew. Hey, good looking. BMX is his world. Rad is his way of life. The world would be a lot better off without we're here for the biggest and most important bicycle motocross event ever held, Hell Track. This is a very important race. The very finest riders in the country are here, riding for some $100,000. Hell Track in this here town. They've got to be kidding. This is a joke. I really think I can get this one. I think I've got a chance. I don't want to hear any more about it. Everyone's on his case. Get that. The paper boy thinks he's a pro. He's nothing next to Bart Taylor. He's got the style. There's something about the way you ride so naturally. And he's going to prove it. I've never seen this raw determination and talent one kid. Against the factory hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's gonna race after all. It's gonna take a miracle to beat this guy. Against the big money fixers. All you have to do is take out that kid. Against impossible odds. You scared now? This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's going for it all. Rad. Rad 
was released March 28, 1986, with a 91 minute running time. Your director is Hal Needleham, uh, or not Needleham, Needham. Uh, Hal Needham. Now, that's a name you might not recognize, um, or you might, depending if you like Burt Reynolds movies. Uh, he did Smokey and the Bandit, Hooper, Cannibal Run, and Stoker, Stroker's Ace. Uh, so he actually, him, I guess him and, uh, it says here that he was good friends with, um, uh, uh, Burt Reynolds. And that's why he did a bunch of his movies. Um, he would also, uh, uh, direct another great movie. Uh, it's called body slam in 1987. Um, I did not realize he was the, that same, you know, person, but I guess there ain't probably a whole lot of people. They need him in Hollywood. Uh, your writers are well, Jeff. About how oh, sorry. Needham. Okay. okay. Need him. So that's how you said. Okay. Besides. Besides doing that, he actually was a stuntman yes. for many years, and and did a lot of did a lot of stunt work involving cars, which is how he got into doing like Smokey and the Bandit and Hooper and and all that. Yes. The other one that a lot of people probably know him for now um, is besides Rad is Megaforce. Oh, he did Megaforce. Okay, I didn't see it on yes, there. I was going quick. Barry Bostwick and Persis Combata. Deeds not worth. <laughs> oh, well, between Megaforce, Rad, and Body Slam, I'm on. I'm on board with Hal Needham. I'm. I'm. I'm down with that man. Never mind, you know, Smoking the Bandit and all that. Yeah. But, uh, so chances of you ever hearing us cover Smoking the Bandit or Stoker's Ace? I don't know if I've even seen either of those movies all the way through. But I definitely have seen Rad. I've definitely seen Megaforce, and I 100% have seen Body Slam. So those well, are the ones. Yeah. <laughs> just I, saying. The, the, I mean, to me, Smoking the Bandit. Shout out to our our late great compatriot. Um, uh, uh, Sean Engel, who was a fan of those and covered yeah. those over. Uh, he talked about those a lot when uh, when he was doing US One, as mm-hmm. his, uh, like April Fool's episodes on on just one of the guys. Um, you know, Cannibal Run is 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 a movie that that movie's pretty dang funny. I'm sorry, I know I know it's lowbrow, I know it's ridiculous, but that that's one of those character driven comedies. You know, just a lot of fast cars and stuff. So that, that that's that I'm okay with that on a mindless entertainment level. Mm. So I'm on board. Uh, so your screenplay was Sam Bernard and Jeffrey Edwards, who is the son of actually Blake Edwards, who created the Pink Panther movies. Yep. Um, your producer was Robert Levy. Uh, your cinematographer, Richard uh, Letterman. Editor, Carl uh, Kress. Your music was by James D. Pasquale. Now, the music is by him, not the soundtrack. We'll talk about the soundtrack going on. Uh, James D. Pasquale, uh, you would know him. He did music for... Um, uh, like the quarterback princess, the you know the killing mind, runaway father, stuff like that. Um, and then for films, uh, he also did the soundtrack. Uh, the only soundtrack he's credited with is Fast Break from '79. And Fast Break um, is I I want to say it's a basketball comedy movie, but I I've never seen it. Um, it doesn't star anybody that I know, and the poster looks pretty uh, silly, but it looks well, the like poster looks like it's from 1979. 79, so. yes, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm. The artwork isn't horrible. The artwork's actually really nice. It's just silly. Uh, so your production company is Talia Film Two Productions, and you'll hear why it's Talia yeah. Film Two Productions in a minute. Your distributor was TriStar Pictures. Uh, we all know who TriStar is. Your budget is a reported $3 million for this movie, and it all went to hell track. Um, yeah, with a With a box office return of a staggering $2 million. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when, you're, when your target audience can't drive to the theater, they have to bike to the theater. <laughs> 
That's so true. It's so true. Uh, so, um, your star here, uh, Bill Allen is your main star. Uh, he's Crew Jones. Um, and we were just talking about him before. He's, he was, um, people might, might remember him. I don't know. Uh, um, he actually, Luke had brought this one up. He was Sam in a goofy movie as the voice, which I didn't realize. Um, but you can't see his face there. He actually was on, uh, the second episode of Amazing Stories called The Main Attraction. I don't remember this episode. We were just talking about this. It gets kind of hard because Ghost Train is episode one and Mummy Daddy's the best episode. And he wasn't in either of those. Yeah. And, and I Ghost don't remember the one everybody remembers. Right? Ghost Train. And I think isn't there one where the guy draws the cartoon wheels on the bomber? In, yes. Uh, is that amazing? Is that an amazing? No. Is that Tide Zone? I, they, they aired mm. back to back. Yeah, they well, one was on Channel Four, one was on Channel Two. Oh, sorry, we went too local. One was on CBS Two, and one was on NBC Four. For all you right. New Yorkers, know exactly what I'm talking about. Tom right. Panacrae's looking at you. Yeah, um, well, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like with like monsters and tales from the dark side. Mm-hmm. Because those aired back to back on Channel Eleven on WPIX, so I always get those. Yeah, out. right, <laughs> and and yeah, so he actually was on an episode of Family Ties. Um, he was an episode of uh, China Beach. He was in an episode of Alien Nation, and probably his crowning achievement was about eleven year, ten, eleven years ago. He was on Toss Point Always himself when they were making fun of Rad, uh, which is hundred percent true. So not exactly. Um, he 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 also plays harmonica in a band with Lou Diamond Phillips. Now that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. you know, if you got to play harmonica in a band, you know, Blue Diamond Phillips. Yeah, next cool. to La Bamba is where I would go. So right. the names you'll recognize uh, is Lori Lachlan. Now, let's just think for a second. When we go through the story, folks, remember that Lori Lachlan, yes, Aunt Becky, is in this movie. Yeah. And think of the irony, the cutting irony that will somehow rear its head. All these years later. Uh, and then well, what? Yeah, well, Lori Lachlan, she plays Christian. And what's funny is that even though this is 1986, this is not her first role. She had no, been in no. a few films before this. She was in Amityville 3D three years earlier than this. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, she was in a film called The New Kids, which I have not seen. But I have that fantastic looking poster. That's Sean Cunningham. Yes. Directed The New Kids. So for uh, the folks who have, hang on, for the, real quick. So for those who haven't seen the new kids, um, go pick up the Blu-ray. It's about six ninety nine, seven ninety nine. It's one of those, you know, kind of uh, Mill Mill Creek releases. Uh, I actually pre-ordered that. It's, it's one of the VHS retro kind of things. It is actually really good, and she is really young. And when I watched it, I go, Oh my gosh! I wonder if this is before Rad, and it was filmed right before Rad. Yeah, so and, yeah. And who and who's in and who else is in that? A very young James Spader. Yes, he's the he's the well, he's he's a not so nice person in that. If you can believe that James Spader might play someone with nefarious, uh, you know, intentions. See, to me, James Spader will always be the hero from Stargate. So I don't have any, you know, there's there's no way he can be a bad guy. Yeah, well, uh, the, the, yeah. The, the poster for New Kids it looks like a mix between like the like the poster for The Outsiders and like uh, Happy Death Day. Yeah. 
Well, know? yes, that poster. Yeah, they have a different, a little different one. But yeah, it's in. Uh, um, it's and it's, it's again. Tom Atkins is in it also. It's it's Eric Stoltz is in it. It's a really good little movie um, that most people probably have never seen. It actually yeah. is in line to be one of the movies we were considering for the show. Uh, it didn't make it into 2020 on a on a what do you call year? Because um, Dad's never seen it. So, yeah. but yeah, if, if you've never seen it and you're interested in it, it's not super expensive. Picking up the Blu-ray is a, is a great thing. I the, I bought the, it on what yeah. else? Yeah. The other one she was also in was this is a movie I actually remember, which is Secret Admirer. Mm-hmm. And the I I'm I think she's the female lead in Secret of Mars. She's the guy the the girl that's supposed to get the letter, you know. I think so. Um, that's C. Thomas Howell in that movie. C. Thomas Howell and Kelly Preston's in there Kelly too. Preston and Fred Ward and D. Wallace Stone. Wow, there is a lot of people. Well, that's an Orion so, movie. It's a Orion. It's Orion. Remembering correctly, isn't Secret Admirer? Isn't there one point where there's like a fancy dinner party with all the parents that turns into a brawl? Is that, I, is that the right? Mm, I think that's the right movie. It would be a like, number of years since I've seen it, so I would have to. But I think you're right. I'm trying to remember. Because I, I want to say that uh, that like the the you know they, some one of the adults thinks that the letter is is written from one of the other husbands, and it turns into this big like slapstick yeah. brawl. Um, so she had done a few things before this. This this also really explains. Some of the um, some of the credits that not credits. So if you go on IMDb and you look up Rad, it says movies that are similar. <laughs> some of the ones they suggest include The New Kids and Secret Admirer and Back to the Beach, which she was also in. So that makes a lot more sense when you, when yeah. you think of that. You know, I'm like, I'm like, really, The New Kids? I don't see the connection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, the reason why the production company that was Talia Film 2 is because Talia Shire is here. Uh, everyone knows who Talia Shire is. Um, she's the mom here. She's Crew's mom in this one uh, in a shocking role where she plays an adult. Uh, you know, instead of playing an adult in every other movie she's ever been in, um, kind of thing. Um, of course, uh, you know, she was up for the Academy, uh, she was nominated for Academy Award Best Supporting Actress, um, and Best Actress, and she's, um, uh, was also nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Drama, uh, obviously in the Rocky movies. Um, and then, also, uh, right- of course, Connie in the Godfather film. Yes, so that's yeah, the right. One. Yeah, that's what I was going with, yeah. Um, and then Ray Walston is the uh, only other name here who's like people might recognize. He's from obviously he's, he's uh, from My Favorite Martian um, and the, the the TV series. That's where he's most popular from. Um, yeah. People also recognize him uh, from, you know, other movies and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like uh, what, Paint, oh, My, Paint Your Wagon with Lee Marvin the, and Clint the one, Eastwood. The and, one I want to mention, just a shout out here on Two True Freaks. Uh, mm-hmm. Ray Walston played Poop Deck Pappy in Popeye. Yes, that's what I was going. So with. that yeah. that is a a perennial favorite here on uh, on Two True Freaks. What do you mean? What squinky eye? You know. Yeah, yeah. So the other the other cast member I do want to mention is uh, Jack Weston, mm-hmm. who plays Duke Best. I, I watched this film uh, with my wife, and as soon as she saw him, she said, "Hey, it's the guy that owns the resort from Dirty Dancing." Yes. He's yes. Max Kellerman from Dirty Dancing. Uh, not now, Max uh, Kellerman from ESPN. That's ESPN a different person. Gets yelled at by Stephen Smith. No, that other Stephen Smith. Yeah, Stephen uh, A. Smith. Everybody. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith yelling at you, Max Kellerman. Not not dressed appropriately. How come you're not all buttoned up? Who are you talking? So, Don't come those, in here with that hot take. For if for those of you who for those you have no idea of what first take is or what uh, who Stephen A. Smith is or whatever, literally, um, 
you have to enjoy what he says because if you don't, it gets old fast. And Max Kellerman gets yelled at, and then Max Kellerman yells at him, yeah. and then they yell about boxing, and then I'll come in here, tell me what you're telling. But, Sorry. Uh, but, don't but come in about the Cowboys. Don't come yeah. about the Cowboys. Don't so, come in here about that. Uh, he, Jake, I mean, he was in, he was in Wait Until Dark. He was one of yes. the, one of the guys invading the house in Wait Until Dark. He was in yeah. Thomas Brown Affair. Yeah. Uh, he was in Gator, which is a, another, another mention of Burt Reynolds here on this episode. <laughs> this is the most Burt Reynolds ever mentioned on the entire network. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think right at what, um, at what, what time? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was also in Please Don't Eat the Daisies, uh, which I've, I've never seen, but I always remember no? that title. That's with Doris Day. Yeah, yeah. Kelly yeah. loves that movie. It was that's in the Doris Day collection. I bought Ke- Kelly a number of Doris Day movies. They were in a collection all together a couple years back for Christmas because she was watching them on um, Turner Classic Movies, um, and she's like, "Oh my god, these are so funny! I've never seen these before." And I'm like, "You never seen Doris Day movies?" She's like, "Well, I don't remember because she misremembers movies all the time." Um, so I, that's one of the ones that she she watched and loved. Um, uh, there's there's a couple of the ones that uh, Doris Day and Rock Hudson made together, and then th- those that was I think that was the whole set of them what the movies were and stuff. Yeah. But she loves those those kind of like when they're on, she's like, oh, let's watch these. I'm like, oh, like it's one thing to watch a Hallmark movie. I can fall asleep and wake up and know exactly what's going to happen because the guy's going to have a dog and teach him the meaning of Christmas and they're going to kiss at the end. But like in a Doris Day movie, I got to remember, wait, was this the one where they have? Like a thousand kids. Is this the one where she's selling soap? Is this the one where the car goes in the pool? Like I gotta remember which one it is, you know, kind of thing. So anyway. So a couple uh, other people in the cast. Uh, Bart Connor, who plays. Wait for it. Bart Taylor. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna I was gonna say that actually is that there's yeah. a number of the the thing is the reason why there's not a huge uh you know number names in the cast you might know from Hollywood is because there's actually a lot of actual BMX racers in this act well, movie. Well, the thing is with, so, uh, so Bart Connor, uh, you know, uh, gold medal Olympias, Olympia, yeah. yeah. In the, in the team in parallel bars in the 1984 Olympics for men's gymnastics. Mm. And, um, I tell you, I mean, for a guy that is not an actor, you know, actually turns in a pretty decent performance as Bart Taylor in, yeah. in this movie, all things considered. You know, I, I mean, he's he's very believable, again, for an athlete who is transitioning to uh, uh, to, to to doing some acting here. Mm-hmm. So that that was really cool. Yeah. And um, the twins, ahead. the twins are uh, Chad and uh, Carrie Hayes. Yep. Um, and they would go on. Um, uh, Carrie Hayes, actually, and uh, the, him and his brother wrote the, re- the 2005 remake of House of Wax. They went on to uh, work on 2007, The Reaping, and they worked on The, the Conjuring, uh, which is kind of funny because the two of them, uh, I mean, again, they're they're screenwriters and producers and whatever. That's what they kind of do after they give a kind of finished up acting. But they are very believable in the scenes they're in. Yes. But you also don't see them doing a ton of stuff without a helmet on. <laughs> I'm just saying. There are. Well, I, I'm saying. I'm just saying because you have a you have at the at, you know. We, when we get to the end, they, t- they introduce like all these different writers. Yeah. So those other people are writers. A lot of them are writers because they're the guys who are doing all the stunt work in the movie. Like those are the guys who were do either the, they were the stunt writers or whatever, but they're, and they're playing fictitious characters uh, who are semi based sometimes on who they actually were. But right. they're the guys basically it was like, here, let's get all the guys who do all the actual writing and stunts. Let's get them on here. Let's show you all their faces. You'll yeah. never see them again. Yet you watch them do stuff for the 91 minutes of this movie. So, well, you know, part of that also is if they're doing stunts, mm-hmm. 
they're the that that counts one way. If they're introduced as a character, then they at least get scale. Yes, yes. So it is a way to give them to give them a credit and get let them get paid. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for a fact, but that, I would think that's why you go through and introduce everyone like that. Yeah. Um, one other person I do want to mention, Sergeant Smith. Yes. Uh, played by the former Don Stansock, better known by his ring name. Hard-boiled Haggerty. Yes. Former professional wrestler and actor. And, and football American player. Football player. Yep. I mean, hard. I mean, the, I, this hard-boiled Haggerty has possibly the greatest profile picture on Wikipedia ever. Well, it's it's a pro. It's, it's his uh, his publicity still from. Uh, you know what I'm saying. That's it. It's like this is like you're going to find this guy because he played because he played the sergeant in Rad, and it's like here's his wrestling promo poster where he's, he's mostly got a, bald, know, arms like legs. Yeah, it's 1952 in this picture, and he's mostly bald there. I'm yeah. just saying. It's like, is it anyone else wondering why he's bald? Um, yeah, uh, he was trained by Danny Luce in the ring. So six one six one. 285, That's hard-boiled right. Haggerty, a.k.a. Don Sparrow, just yeah. in case. Um, and he actually was in the Navy in World War II. He was on the USS uh, New Jersey. Uh, and he played. He actually played for the Lions and the Packers. So, um, go Packers! In, uh, he's, Sorry. Go, Packers won the Super Bowl! <laughs> Packers! Packers! We actually have, uh, <laughs> we have two, Haggerty along with... Um, uh, Ray Walston were both in Buck Rogers in the 20th yes. century. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, let me just, I, I think Jack Weston may have been in paint your wagon also. So yes. No, yes. Maybe, he was. Maybe, so, yeah, you know, we got, we got a lot of guys crossing over here, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, this was and and the mill, the film he made after this is, is a terrible movie that I've been trying to track down for years. Okay. And that is million dollar mystery. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even think that that's even the, exists. That, that's, I, and that that is the Gladlock, the yeah. Gladlock bags movie. Yes. If anybody's familiar with that, where it's it's kind of like an '80s take on it's a mad 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 world, but it's terrible. Mm. And it was done as like a promotion with Glad trash bags. Mm. Sorry, I swear I, 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 I need to add that I am not making this up. Yeah. I sorry, I was just I was just reading through some of this that he actually uh, he teamed with uh, um, with Gene with Gene Kins. Gene Snitsky, oh my God, how can I not, I cannot say his name. Thank yeah. you. Um, and they were, they were, they held the, the Vancouver version of the NWA Pacific Coast titles. He also won the NWA Hawaii Heavyweight Championship from Nef Mayavia. What? On February 6, 1964, Amaya Villa on yeah. the show. Um, yeah, just I just was going through. Enrique Torres is here. He he would then lose the title to King Curtis Ayakiu. You know, King Curtis in the you know. King Curtis Ayakiu. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, sorry. The, this isn't get back to the wrestling, folks. But we had to get some get back to the wrestling stuff in. Okay. So, I am I am going to use the Wikipedia plot summary. I'm going to say this. I did not write the Wikipedia plot summary. I'm not 100% sure who did, nor do I want to give them credit or blame. But we are going to have to fix a few things as we go through this um, that are wrong. So yep. just understand, I'm going to read it and then kind of stop and we'll kind of do what we'll talk about the movie and stuff. Because this gives me a nice flow. You think, well, Jay, why didn't you write your own? Because I didn't think about writing my own because usually someone writes it up and it's in order. Whoever wrote this is like trying to write like a puff-up piece for the movie, but I don't know if they watched the movie all the way through. And, uh, well, 
Okay, I'll mention I'll t- Luke. Luke knows where I, I got. I got to talk about. I'll talk about why this movie means I, so much. I was going to say you have you have a great origin story. Okay, with Brad. so so I guess I'll tell it here. I was going to tell it at the end. Yeah. I'll tell it here. Okay, so um, when I said to Luke I was going to watch Rad because uh, we both have the uh, the bl- new Blu-ray, the 4K restoration Blu-ray, which is the best ever movie's ever going to look. Yada yada. I'll talk about that right there. I was introduced to Rad, and I want to say. Uh, August of like 95, because I never saw it when it was like, when it was in the theaters, cause I was way too young. I was only like eight years old. Luke was six, you know, ish kind of thing. Right. And we never, dad never rented this. And I don't remember this being on HBO or if it was, we definitely, definitely never saw all of it. Does that sound like a fair assessment, Luke? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I legitimately had no memory of rad when you told me about it. I remembered BMX bandits. Right, and I think that's part of the problem is there's other yeah. BMX movies and even the Dirt Bike Kid and things like that that kind of get all kind of lumped together because they're all roundish the same time. Right. So um, you're thinking like, well, that seems very odd, Jay. You would have been in high school, like maybe a junior in high school. Um, so junior year playing varsity football, we're having doubles. Or those who don't know what doubles that is, that's uh, basically an excuse to run you from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the afternoon, and literally in, they're uh, just in in some parts of the country you might call them two a days. Two a days, yes, they are actually. Yeah. Uh, and and the funny part is we actually would do a whole circuit of exercising and stuff that would consist of an hour and a half before you then would go have several hours of football practice, have a cu- an hour off for lunch, and then do that all over again. So they technically were quads, which is illegal, but they were under the guise of having two-a-days. Anyway, it was the 90s. Things didn't matter. Concussions didn't exist. Trust me, I know. I had a lot of them. Anyway, uh, so we were going to football camp, and as a junior, you know, I'm okay, fine. We're playing, doing playing ball and whatever, and, uh, you know, um, the ragtag bunch of kids we are, and it, it wasn't like we, you know, had a giant squad of, you know, guys. We, we were lucky if we could dress 18 for a game. Um, so, uh, one of the guys in the team, Tom, uh, Leone said, Hey, why don't you guys come over? We're going to have, uh, we're going to have like a lunch at your house before, after two days it ended, we kind of celebrated, uh, well, they celebrated other ways that we, you know, kind of thing. And we said, why don't we have, we have no morning practice. Why don't we all come over to my house and have lunch before we then would go out in 95 degree heat and run football practice, which sounds really dumb. But we remember we're 16, 17 and 18 years old. So it doesn't sound so dumb then. Um, so we all went over and Tom's mom put out a whole big spread of food for us and stuff. And Tom goes, Hey, let's what? Cause we literally would watch, and I wish I was kidding, old football games of when I played JV football with these guys. And now I was like, I don't really want to watch that. Or at Matt Daly's house, we would watch the NFL greatest crunches and greatest hits and things like that. He said, Hey, why don't we watch rad? And they were like, Oh yeah, dude, let's watch rad. And I said, what's rad? And they're like, you've never seen rad. And I'm like, Clearly, if I said what's rad, the answer is no. Uh, <laughs> just to let you know, folks, this was not the, the team that I was on. That would be the track team that we were scholar athletes. This was not a scholar athlete team. No. Just throwing out there to you. Anyway, so he said, let's watch rad. So we got, you know, like I said, there's like 20 of us now in Tom's living room. And I'm not, I'm not you know, uh, enough. I, I mean, I, I could be worse. Could be like pigeon. He had to sit on the ground, you know, kind of thing. Right. At least I got like an arm of a chair or something like that, whatever. Right? And we're watching and they put on rad, which is a BMX, you know, biking movie. And I said, OK, and what unfolds is the movie we're going to now talk about. And when it's done. Literally, Tom jumps up and goes, I'm so pumped to play football right now. Everyone was so pumped up. 
that literally when we had our team dinner at Tom's house during the year, because every senior would host a dinner. We don't have that many seniors. We would ever host a pasta dinner, right? Um, we watched Rad again the day before a football game. And we were so pumped up to play the next day because we watched Rad. So when I'm watching this, I texted Luke and I said, I am so pumped up to play football right now. <laughs> this movie has zero football in it. Like, no one even owns a football in this movie. And literally, this movie pumps me up to go want to play football because of the memory of doing this stuff together. It is a weird story. But if for listeners of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, I have a lot of weird stories, but this might be one of the weirdest ones. This movie pumps me up so much more to want to play football than the program or the longest yard I mean, it's 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 on a par with any given Sunday. For those of you who know, I love any given Sunday. I know people don't like any given Sunday. I love any given Sunday. In fact, any given you Sunday. You are tearing this, this team apart. <laughs> the the speed, the inches that we need are everywhere. Um, but like, and I know I kind of make fun of that. Even though I talk about the reality of fighting for that inch every day. I say those kind of things to people, and people are like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, and then they realize when you actually are fighting real things in life not those made up things that you want to make problems in life but the real things that i don't know might kill you if you know what i mean in life uh when you fight every day and you're in a room with 15 other people who are fighting to to stay alive that day that's what that means that movie pumps me up for different reasons rad would not pump me up to want to go sit in a freaking chemo chair and get poison pumped in me for six straight hours let alone 24 rad pumps me up. I want to go outside and hit somebody and play football. Like, I don't know why, but it did. And literally we yelled lines from this movie every day for the rest of the year. Like we would be at practice and be like, Oh my God, dude, take them to hell track. It's like, what does it even mean? It means nothing, but it meant so much to us. And our coach looked at us like we were crazy. And Booby, I know you're not listening, but – oh, sorry, Bobby. Well, we all called him Booby, right? You know, kind of thing. We know he ain't listening, but, like, literally, like, he would just look at us like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, Bob. What's wrong with you? You know, kind of thing. So, but, yes. Anyway, sorry. That's the origin story. And now that we're, yeah. like, 40 minutes deep in the show. <laughs> oh. But we had that cast we had to talk about. Anyway, yes. It actually, it's funny. For a movie that doesn't have a very, like, oh, this is a good look at this cast. You know, there's, there's no, there's no, hey, that guy's Brad Pitt. Or that's George Clooney. It's like the other day on the episode of Golden Girls when George Clooney's the cop. And I go, hey, it's George Clooney. And Kelly goes, yeah. And I go, and he wasn't he. And he's, and Kelly's watching that between that and ER. Because nothing says, um, you know, super, you know, depressing day than like watching ER which is like the most fakest, you know, uh, show until Grey's Anatomy came along. And then like popping over to Golden Girls, you're like, okay, like this is funny, but we all know this is fake. You know, (laughs) we're, 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 let's be honest, where Estelle Getty is the youngest one there, yet she's playing the oldest person in the cast. Willful suspension of disbelief. Yeah. So anyway, all part of the, all part of the illusion. Oh, Okay. So here we go. So we should go. So like I said, we're going to start with the actual uh, – I'm going to start with the Wikipedia thing. We'll go and we'll just jump in and out. Here we go. Ready. Crew yeah. Jones. And now this – now they, they say they – accru- Crew Jones is an aggressive teenage BMX racer. Wait. We can't even finish that sentence. He's not an aggressive person. He's uh, an aggressive BMXer. Like he, he's very yeah. into BMXing. Is that a, how you say that? BMXing? 
He's, he's, he's very into, I think, I think BMX is in of itself like an infinitive verb. So he's very much into BMX. You know, it's, and, and he's, he's, it's obvious that he's been doing this for a long time yeah. because he's delivering all the newspapers along with, um, it's, it's Luke and Becky, I think are his yeah. two friends, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny, but, uh, <laughs> and, and they're all, they're all doing all their BMX tricks and practice while they're delivering the newspapers. Right. So he is, so he's obviously very good at being BMX, but he's like that guy that just got into something like two weeks ago. <laughs> And he's like, oh, my God, dude, this has changed my life. Like, nowadays, it'd be like juice cleanse or, um, you know, uh, uh, going vegan or CrossFit or like a, a vegan doing CrossFit, you know. They it's wouldn't like, know what to tell you first. They, what do they tell you first? Yeah, they don't know. And, man. You know, I'm, I, I can't decide, man. What do I do? But uh, Flip a uh, coin. Yeah, so he, he's definitely very aggressively a BMXer. Yes. More so that he's an aggressive teen. He's. Remember we did the giant Gila monster? Yes. And it's like good guy Greg as our hero. He's kind of like good guy Crew as our as our, our hero. Here. Uh, Not really a bad dude. Yeah. You know? Although Crew has way more teeth than that guy ever did. I swear to God, Crew just Crew's I, got more teeth than a than than a freaking horse, dude. I mean, Bell Allen. I feel got bad some, for Bell Allen. Ivory going. I'm on. hoping Bell Allen later on in life grew into those teeth because, dang yo, right now. So to, to say another thing, Stephen A. Smith's like, dang, said Stephen A. Smith there. To bring it full circle. Uh, so uh, Crew Joan lives in a small town with his younger sister, Wesley, and his mother, who is played by Talia Shire. Uh, okay, so a couple of things here. Small town, this actually takes place in Cochrane, Oregon. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't but it filmed was there. filmed in Canada. Yes. In, Ca- so in Calgary, like Alberta, Oregon, Canada. Canada. Guess what? <laughs> to a guy from New York who now lives in South Carolina, it's all sick. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know it's Canada. Um, there's nothing really that gives it away. There's no giant Molson <laughs> signs or anything. Sorry for our Canadian well, listeners. They don't, they don't bike through a hockey game. Yeah, or anything at yeah. One point, you you know. Know. No one calls or, anyone they a holzer. Pull up at a, at a Rick Hortons. You know. <laughs> and just, just saying. You know, at no point was the Hart family all there uh, to let us know where's going on. Um, so, but um, that'd have been really funny though, because you see, uh, Haggerty, I'm coming for you. All wrong thing. So you know. Kinda, just, you know, Stu Hart yelling and at him. The, yeah, and the <laughs> thing is, is that so this movie actually starts with, as all good 80s movies do, a montage. <laughs> yeah! Oh, my God! Okay, hang on. So the opening v- music video, because yes. that's a music video for the song. It is the entire song. Yeah. The, all of this, it. <laughs> yeah, the song is by John Farnham. It is Break the Ice, which is also heard in the uh, in the trailer. Yes. And and is it is a fantastic song. Oh God, I mean, it's that, great. That's that's the thing. I, I, that, I mean, it is a banger song. But the 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 uh, the opening montage is not characters from the movie. Nope. It is it is uh, a group of of BMX guys doing freestyle tricks, where they are doing all like pogoing and all various other BMX freestyle tricks. And I'm watching this, and I've never done BMX, but I that of all the extreme sports, that's the one I came closest to being into. Right. Right. And and at least I can appreciate it, and I can watch what they're doing and say, okay, that is really friggin' difficult what they're doing. And and freestyle hasn't changed that much because mm-hmm. the tricks are still hard to do. Yes, you know. Yeah. But I the note I think you know this opening montage it probably thrilled that aforementioned target audience. Yes. And confused everyone else. Well, and because it's also not like a minute and a half or two minutes. It's like four minutes. It's it's like three minutes and change. Three and a half minutes. It's long. And you're watching this going, huh. 
And at some point, you might think to yourself going, wait a minute. I wonder if Vanilla Ice watched this, and that's why the beginning of Cool as Ice is exactly his music video for a different song. But that's another movie for another day. Um, because Cool as you know, Ice... <laughs> it's like, get ready to break the ice. It feels like time is standing still. Aiming right for your heart, ready to take another spill. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> and you wonder this why is, we I, were pumped not, up this, to play I'm, football. Is, <laughs> yeah, you get pumped up to play football. It's only you can break the ice inside of me. I wish I wish I, I could say no one yelled that at practice. But anyway, moving yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't want to say that. But you know, so it's I would like, be lying. Again, right away, right away, we've established this that okay, B, this movie and the trailer just says the same thing. It, you know, <laughs> this movie is about BMX. We, we haven't even met our character yet, and we've not, we've been introduced to BMX freestyle. Yes. It's like Crew Jones and everybody else are kind of secondary anyway to the fact that this is a BMX movie. Yeah. I mean, if you couldn't figure out from the title Rad that this was a BMX movie, um, and the fact that there's a guy on the on the poster riding a BMX bike, um, and that literally everything's about that, uh, they wanted to make sure you understood because they didn't want you going in. What they didn't want to have happen is what I call, um, you know, they don't want you to be, you know, led astray. Uh, a perfect example of this, uh, not to get another story, but Luke will find this funny. Um, the movie 300. <laughs> when you watch the trailer for the movie 300, you're thinking, okay, it's a lot of guys with no shirts on. People have been working out. Somebody's going to yell, this is Sparta. You know, this is all going to happen. Except when you go to the theater and clearly someone had not watched the trailer. And you're thinking, Jay, is it Kelly? No, no. She saw the trailer and wanted to see this. She goes, I want to see those people with no shirts on. I wish I was kidding. That's what she wanted to go see it for. It would be the husband and wife couple who were sitting a few rows ahead of us, where after uh, Leonidas goes to uh, to meet with the elders up on top of the hill, and there's the, um, uh, not the muses, what do you call them? Oh, I forgot what they're called. The women who are like not wearing a whole lot, and they're like kind of while well, moving around, whatever. The uh, yeah, but they're the ones, the oracles. Uh, oracles. oracles. Um, a woman got up and goes, "This is not what I expected at all," and like literally announced that to the audience, and stormed out of the theater with her husband following behind, watching this the mostly naked women shoveling in the popcorn as he now had to leave this movie. And you're thinking, what could she thought it was? Clearly, she thought it was about bowling. Yeah. Uh, you know, because she's like like 300. Is this like the sequel to Kingpin, maybe? Is it like maybe maybe it's Bill Murray's story about before he was in the movie Kingpin? I don't know. But I don't I don't think anyone on Rad wanted you to be confused that this was a BMX movie. Because after the opening music video slash montage slash credits, um, you could not be confused what this movie's about. Now, if it had taken a hard left turn and turned into like a like a real social drama, I think people would have been like, what? You know, yeah. not, you know, no, we're not M. Shanla Ding and Dong along here, if folks. We're going to give you what it says. So, um, anyway, so Crew Jones, he, he he lives with his sister and his mother. Okay, Crew is actually faced with a really tough decision because the Hell Track has been announced, and it's on the same day as his SATs. This is why this movie came out in November, folks. The SATs are being given nationally, very close to when this movie is being released. The hell track, the the pinnacle of what he sees in his life, he needs to be qualified for hell track, even though currently no one who who's not a professional writer is allowed to qualify for hell track. That doesn't matter to him. 
He's got to be at Hell Track. He's got to compete in Hell Track, but he's got to take his SATs. Because as Talia Shire, his mother, says, if you don't take the SATs, you'll never go to college. Now you're saying is, Jay, the SATs are pretty much given like almost like five or six times a year. I know. I understand. But this SAT was the most, the only one he could take. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> I, 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 there is, uh, I will say this. Okay. It, it is a, it is a definitely my two favorite words in Hollywood plot contrivance. <laughs> okay. But it does lead to a great scene, you know, where, um, where, you know, uh, Talia Shire comes and they argue about it and, you know, uh, and, and, and crew, you know, she, she forbids him absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and she gets so mad at about the whole thing that she uh, she actually takes a, a dish and throws it down. And Brad, and uh, crew just goes, he yells, that's it, break it all, you spoiled guinea brat. Break it all. Yeah, that, <laughs> and it, just, it just goes downhill from there. I tell you, powerhouse scene right there. Um, so she <laughs> forbids him from... That doesn't actually happen. That doesn't actually happen. Yeah, no. They, they don't actually do that. Okay. There, there is, there is no, there's no director's cut. Um, so uh, also no, like you know, uh, you know, Italian re- ethnic slurs being thrown around. Yeah, either. right, right. At least yes. that's what I heard. No, no. <laughs> um, there, there's a, a a certain phrase that's used a lot in this movie that we can't say because it's a family friendly show. Uh, right. But we'll talk about that after. Um, so she forbids him from doing it. And of course, he's like, but you don't understand. If I win Helltrack, mind you, he still can't enter. It's a hundred thousand dollars, a new Chevy Corvette that they drive in and out of the town, so it's not that new, and fame. It's everything. Not 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 fame that like he's going to live forever. The dance studio in New York City. The fame of being the guy who won Helltrack, and who now has a sporty car and a hundred thousand dollars in Oregon, yet filmed in Canada. A. Yeah. So, um, crew chooses <laughs> to, he's going to forge his mother's signature to, oh, we don't get that far. He's, he's going to enter, he's going to enter hell. Forget the SATs, hell track. Yeah. So, the problem is, you might think that, like, this movie's called Hell Track. It's just like, it, not a movie called, the, 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 the race is called Hell Track. That it might have, I don't know, anything to do with like demonic things or whatever because it kind of like they better make it sound like it is it doesn't um the the so <laughs> i mean it, it's still a really really ridiculous track oh no don't get me wrong there's no way in the world i could do any of the stuff that's on this forget you i mean they <laughs> none of the riders could complete a single ra- lap on on hell track then they had to do everything in multiple takes because this thing is so ridiculous yes yeah um okay well so Anyway, so the Hell Track race is endorsed by the city, right? So they're going to bring it here. So they have them, the town hall meeting, right? Where we meet Duke Best, who is Duke the pr- best. We meet both Duke and his jowls in this. Yes, <laughs> who is and and his henchman uh, next to him, right? Um, who is the president of FAB, the Federation of American Bicyclic Bicyclists? Bicyclists. Yes, that's it. All those words. Um, yeah. And he's also the owner of Mongoose Racing. I don't know how that's not a conflict of interest. It, it, yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of, FAB is kind of a, a bullflop organization, I, I think. Um, you know, so okay, so so Duke Best, <laughs> you know, as we said, played by Jack Weston, um, you know, longtime character actor Jack Weston. I, I, I don't. I want to run something by you here. <laughs> so either, either Duke Best 
is is a drunk, like a, like a closet alcoholic. Or perhaps Jack Weston was simply drunk while filming this film. <laughs> because every, it's like, he, he just gets more and more incomprehensible as the story goes on. And, and he's, he's clearly just kind of, you know, kind of winging his way through some of these scenes. And he's like, I, yeah, 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 we could, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. I, Hell Track will be open to a local ratio as long as they can qualify, you know? So, it's I, I don't know. Is is that a character choice or is that oh my god, I'm filming a BMX movie in Canada. I need I need to you know, get a little help to get through. <laughs> he this. he is drinking in every scene. Like yeah. he is on screen drinking. Now I'm not saying what he's drinking has to be alcohol, but it's implied that he is drinking alcohol. I mean, he's clearly supposed to be alcohol every scene. It yeah. might have been some hot takes right there, folks. Like you know, kind of thing. <laughs> right there, hot takes. You know, kind of thing. Um, but but this whole I don't know. scene. So yeah. I mean, they so they they're announcing Helltrack, and he's obviously in bed with the mayor because it's going to bring all this money to Cochrane, Oregon, to have this race. And you know, and and the the uh, you know the, the 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 townsfolk are you know well, won't somebody think of the children, right? And yes. So they 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 basically <laughs> say, well, what about what about all these local kids? How are they going to feel having all these these other kids come in and they're not even allowed to race? And so they say that they'll allow. That they will let one if one anyone who can qualify yeah. and make it through the qualifiers will be allowed to compete at Hell Track, and not only that, they will give them a prize money of ten thousand dollars if they can qualify for Hell Track as an amateur. Now I'm going to throw this out there: ten grand. Some of you are thinking like, okay, ten grand in 1986 <laughs> money. That's that's the yeah, but, yeah, but even ten grand in change. yeah, even ten grand today. That's still a good chunk of change. I, I mean, know, I, right? <laughs> right? So. A part of me is thinking, like, I'm not a BMX guy, right? I had a Huffy. I didn't even have, like, a mongoose, okay? Like, so let's, let's well, not you even... You did have, I mean, you did have that. I mean, it's, I've still got it. It's, it's, it's a Huffy. It's pretty fancy. Yeah, it's a Huffy. I have yeah. it, too, but it was yeah. a Huffy BMX bike. Oh, no, it was a BMX bike, but it didn't have the special uh, things on the back so you could stand on it. Pegs, yeah, yeah, the pegs. It didn't have whatever. Like, we, we weren't taking that thing off any sick jumps, like, so you guys all have to understand, like, um, my brother and I, uh, as, as we would get our bikes going literally so fast, you could not pedal anymore. Um, you know, it's not that we didn't do that and crash into thorn, thorn bushes and whatever else kind of thing going down our, our, our dirt road we lived on. But at no point in my life did I ever take my bike and purposely try to jump it on anything. I also never rode my bike standing up. So I don't understand all those things, but if someone said, Hey, if you can finish this course, these qualifiers and you hit a certain time and you can win 10 grand, I bet I would have tried for it. Cause 10 grand is a hell of a motivator, right? You know, kind of thing. Like, um, I was like, oh, I could probably could try, but Jay, you're never, you sit on the seat the whole time. I don't care. I'll sit yeah. on the cushion seat all the time and whatever, but I can get going real fast because I might have been a fat kid. But one thing about <laughs> fat kids is you start going downhill, you got an advantage the skinny kids don't, you know, kind of thing. Because right. anyway, just say it. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So they, they set this whole thing up. And in the interim, you know, we, we catch up with crew and his crew, you know, with crew, Luke and Becky. Hanging out at the abandoned shack at the lumber yard. <laughs> to the and lumber again, yard! I, I, would like, I would like to state that, once again, I am in fact not making this up. <laughs> eating, eating their kick cereal label out, you know, their kick cereal label out. And, 
you know, and 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 so they're they're you know they they're done delivering their papers, they're done going to school. Apparently, Crew went out with this really popular chick like once, and now she's like you know embarrassed by him, but he's like still thinking, hey baby, you want to see me you know, pogo on my bike for three hours? You know, <laughs> to, I can do some cool, I can take do some cool stuff here. You know, she's not interested. <laughs> so they're hanging out, eating their kicks, and. Uh, <sighs> And and so this, this and we it's time for another music video is clearly what it is because uh, <laughs> Mark Haggerty rolls up there as the motorcycle cop <laughs> oh. and we begin a uh, well it's a chase scene of sorts I guess uh, yeah yard. it's the weirdest chase scene maybe ever um, so he's chasing crew um, because and I love how Luke is like maybe tomorrow he'll chase me. Not if you pull off and clearly you let crew be the guy he's supposed to chase. Yes. But okay. Um, and it's not just that you're thinking, like, there's no way he's fast enough on a BMX bike that he can outrun a guy on a motorcycle. Well, you'd be wrong um, because crew uh, cheats. Um, and you're going to find that to be a theme in this entire well, movie. I, in the in the interest of fairness, this is clearly the game they play. Yes. Right? Yeah. So it's like, it's okay that crew is like driving up the lumber and, and stuff like that, that Sergeant, yeah. you know, Sergeant Smith can't do that. This, this is them screwing around. It's like, good thing there's no like crime or anything in this town because <laughs> the, the one cop we see is sticking around in the lumber. Yard <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, he's over there. Let's go rob the bank. I don't know why Triple H is robbing the bank, but you know, there you go. Oh. We're going to shut down Rudy Ares tonight. You know? <laughs> Oh, sorry, folks. Guys <laughs> oh my God! Sorry, folks. Oh my God! This is the difference uh, when Luke's on and Dad's on. I, like, Dad doesn't do voices and stuff. It makes me start oh, crying. But, but another, another good song. See. This is the song oh. uh, "Get Strange." Oh my yeah, by, this, uh, <laughs> Hubert Ka. Another good it's one. The, uh, it's a. It gets strange. It's, you know, it's, it's a kind of a jingly jangly little thing, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, good. it's good. It fits the scene well. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, as, as much as as much as it's kind of funny to look back at these '80s movies and laugh at them, the soundtrack to this movie is really damn good. Yeah, yeah. And that carries a lot of the a lot of the, a lot of the water in this movie. You know? Yeah. So, um, so after the scene, and, and they are all he, he again, he manages to get away. He he's on top of the lumber at one point. He's yeah. you know whatever. He jumps the the barbed wire fence. Uh, which could have ended very poorly for crew um, if he hadn't made it. Um, and now, so they so they announced that, you know, that anyone can enter hell track as long as you can meet the qualifier. Right. And of course, okay. Talia Shire. Oh, yeah, just sorry. OK, this is I want to mention this because this there's a little a tiny little scene here that foreshadows something later. So crew and Luke and Becky are riding along on the street after they're done uh, dicking around the lumber yard. <laughs> and, and Luke says, Hey, we're going ass sliding. <laughs> and crew, instead of saying, what the hell are you talking about? Says, nah, I gotta go. Oh. So we're just supposed to, as you always go, Oh yeah. Ass sliding. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, there, there is clearly, this is a situation, you know, in film school, you learn about like the depth of knowledge, right? Oh my God. And so clearly the characters know more than the audience right oh, now. My they face know hurts. Sliding is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm and, sorry. Uh, just, oh. And, and then we go, so crew goes and he has to go pick up uh, Wesley, who's his little sister, get to pick her up from school. And I love this because this has one of my favorite lines in the movies in this scene. And it's her, it's, it's the kid who's at school with Wesley 
who is clearly, you know, world's biggest Bart Taylor fan. He has a Bart Taylor BMX t-shirt on. Oh, yeah. Okay? And he's taunting Wesley about her brother not being as good a racer. And he has this line, which is like, you know, I, I, somebody needs this on their tombstone. He's nothing next to Bart Taylor. <laughs> yeah. in the trailer. That's how good a line it is. A 10-year-old yelling that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Your 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 brother, who is a, obviously just a you know a kid in high school, um, who's picked up BMXing lately, is not as good as like the greatest BMXer in the entire universe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, folks. I was laughing. My face hurts. I'm laughing so hard. Okay. Yeah. So and then we uh, also see we see uh, Wesley's uh, uh, finishing move. Yeah. The shin kick <laughs> repeatedly over and over to the point that the kid is crying. <laughs> It's like, ladies and gentlemen, the 1980s. <laughs> oh, oh my God, it was, that was a finisher. We talking about sweet yeah. shin music. Uh, anyway, huh. so where were we? Oh yeah, so uh, Duke has announced this, right? So our crew Jones is going to go get the thing. So he's got like all the newspapers that he didn't deliver that day. <laughs> yeah. He's got a stack of them. So I'm wondering, did he just rip it out of every newspaper or did he just not deliver the newspapers at all? I think he just didn't deliver the newspapers. <laughs> so he's trying to forge his mom's signature and he's doing a really bad job at it. So his sister's like, let me try. And he's like, get out of here, like whatever. And she's like, let me just do it. And so she goes, and so she does it perfectly. She goes, can I borrow your headphones? Sure. Like, you know, he goes, you just helped me cheat my way into getting into this race. Um, oh. well, I will say this, you know, headphones in the, it's not like it is now where yeah, you know, no, yeah. every, every kid has like six pairs of earbuds floating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are like headphones. That's a big deal. In yeah. Because you know, they had a big ones with the poofy styrofoam on them and stuff. Yeah. You got to plug them into the stereo so you can listen to the, to the, uh, the, yeah, the record. The five and a half inch jack on. Them yeah. Them. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, crew is then obviously he, um, uh, my God, my face hurts. <laughs> he, he, uh, he's going to forge his mom's signature. Then he's going to get, he's going to get his way in. So now you can see that crew is serious about not taking the SATs. He is going to go, uh, try to get be part of hell, hell track. Um, so this is where, uh, um, what do you call, uh, um, I can't think now. Well, so they have the parade. The, the parade, right? Yeah. yeah so I couldn't, they, I couldn't yeah, think so of they, the word they, parade. parade. I was like, they, they <laughs> have the thing where they walk. They I walk was trying to say, I so tried yeah, to say so parade, but I was like, it said celebration, but it's not, a, it's, it's like, a, it sounds like well, a well, the circus has come to town, right? And they have the circus train. Well, this yes. year they just have the BMX parade of all the, uh, all the BMX crew, all the, all the pro riders and everything riding in. And, so th this is important because here's where we meet Bart Taylor, who remember crew, he's nothing next to Bart Taylor. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We meet Bart Taylor's uh, two uh, henchmen, Rex Reynolds and Rod Reynolds, the twins. Okay. And, you know, we meet our, our love interest. We meet Christian. All yeah. of them conveniently introduced in the same scene. It's economy, you know. It's well, light to get away. So what I love is that – um. They're coming into town, and they don't have them on their BMX bikes or anything. The bikes are stored, you know, on top of the the, the truck that uh, uh, Christian Hollings is driving, and uh, and and then the they're bringing the the Corvette to town, the brand new Corvette you're going to win, and they're so <laughs> Brett 
and the twins and the double and and their love interests are all sandwiched in this thing. Well, they're not in the Corvette. The, no, the, aren't the, they? The cor- no, they're they're in a different car. They're in like a they're in a different car. The Corvette at this point, they do drive the Corvette oh, later. Sorry, Corvette I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of us. I'm yeah. getting a scene ahead of us where they're driving the Corvette. Sorry, the Corvette's on a trailer here. They are in a different car. Luke is correct. I am sorry. So <laughs> they are they are wedged into this. Yes. Oh, um, and so we start getting this, and this is where um, the woman's like, I have to get home. I have uh, my cake in the oven. So Crew uh, decides that he will just, I don't know, move the barricade and stop the parade to let this lady drive through. And so what happens, there's literally the one cop. There's a one. There's only one cop in this whole town. And Crew has now stopped the parade by moving the barricade out there, and the cop is going to see what happens. And all the traffic that is being stopped because there's more cars having to make that turn than I think cars exist in this town. Yeah. Um, all have to get home because they all left cakes in the oven or they left a child somewhere. Or they're like, why am I in the middle of this BMX movie? What's going on here, A? Eh? You know, kind of thing. So um, uh, it's funny because this is when Crew first sees Christian. Yes. And he's and, like, yeah, and Becky. Pulls, he pulls the barricade. Yeah, it's like, wow, yeah. you're gonna be so slamming hot on Full House. Yeah. But uh, so he pulls the, you know, in that that weird kind of '90s way, you were wearing like the oversized suits. You know, that was a thing. <laughs> wake up, San Francisco. So, wake yes, up, like, San Francisco. But that's fantastic. But you know, he pulls the barricade out. And, you know, so she pulls her truck and she stops. And. Okay, look, I I got nothing really against Lori Lachlan. I the way that this character is written is look, I'm I'm not I'm not one to put you know uh, to, to put theory on top of theory on top of theory and watching a movie, especially a movie like this where I'm just trying to be entertained. But there is so much about this character that <laughs> is like just um, you know uh, it, it it supports the whole male gaze theory basically that the way that this character is presented. She has no real personality. No. She has no purpose other than to be the, the, the attainable, not even a trophy, because she seeks out crew. She's yeah. like the, the, the 16-year-old kid watching this movie. That's his fantasy, is that, hey, if I go and I go buy a BMX bike and I build a ramp, I'm going to get some girl suddenly interested in me and a girl who's going to be good at the same stuff I'm in. I am and interested in the same stuff as me who will, even when I screw up, will immediately forgive me and will support yes. me no matter yes. what. And as long, and, and it'll be recognized that while she is great, I am just that much better than her at everything, you know? And it's like that, and that—that's the part that stuck out to me. Like, yeah, this really is 1986, isn't I, it? Because I in wish 2021, there is no way you oh, can do this character that way. I I wish Luke was lying, folks. I wish I wish he was just being, you know, or like being over the top. He probably underplayed that a little. I'm just saying, like, no, there is I mean, no reason for her to be there than exactly what Luke just said. Yeah, no, I mean, she is there because she's part of the professional team, but she's not racing. Right. As near she's as still an amateur. Know, she's, a, she's a BMX freestylist, which is not a racer. So there's no reason for her to be at Hell Track. Well, other but than they, she's she, she the even says that they don't give her. Right. She even says, "I still race for trophies." So yeah. is she an amateur? Like, is that what we're saying here? That like, but she's sponsored. 
like, that, that, I, can I you be that, sponsored to be an amateur? Like, is that a thing? From what we see in the next <laughs> in the in the next scene, in her her big scene, which is probably the best, most memorable scene in the movie, she she you know she's she does freestyle, which is which is yeah. all well and good. That's a different competition than racing, even now. Yeah, like, oh, you know, again, I know. If you watch BMX now, freestyle and racing are are two different things. No, oh, yeah. So I mean, that at least I can I can weigh, hand wave that away, but. I'm sorry. Again, I'm I'm not one to rank on old films and their you know how they handle certain characters, but it's like this is just this is just on the nose, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. <clears throat> so the idea though is obviously that he sees Christian and now he's smitten with her and she is smitten with him and all his teeth. Yeah. All his teeth out front. Um, <laughs> and she's got so, she's got her she's got her mongoose racing suit on, which will come back later. Yeah. <laughs> so a little, little bit of foreshadowing there yeah we don't want to give anything away um so crew of course now as luke mentioned um is still pining away for this uh, this young lady who has no interest in him whatsoever but she wants to go to the, the dance with this other guy who i guess is her boyfriend or is a shaved gorilla or something uh, but that's but she's no interest in crew anymore even though crew is in the parking lot asking her do you want to go to the senior prom which I think it's the senior prom, no, or it's, it's just not. a dance. It's not the senior prom. What is this? What is this? The, this? the film takes place in the fall, right? And this is oh, it's like the homecoming a, dance. No, but th- this is a dance being put on for the Hell Track event. This is okay. a welcome to Hell Track like mixer. Which is okay because it was kind of confusing because yeah, he because well, they Bart talk about it like it. Yeah, okay, one thing. Bart and the Reynolds twins are there. Okay, and, and, the, and the Corvette is there. Yeah, it's because this, this is a promotion oh, okay. to get people interested in coming out to Hell Track. Because a lot of that stuff was confusing because they because they knew about the dance like well before Hell. It's like they've been talking about this dance. It seems like in the movie, like as if it was something they knew was going to happen. But like Hell Track was not something that they knew was going to happen until like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know what I'm I, saying. Yeah, I don't know. I do also want to say we do get a couple of scenes in the high school. <clears throat> there yeah. is uh, two things I want to mention. One, at one point in the hallway, we mm. see both an Iron Maiden and Motley Crue T-shirt. Yes, <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Also, we get to see a sexual assault, so that's cool too. <laughs> butt grabbed, and the other guy gets slapped for it. It's like comedy. Well, the girl gets touched inappropriately. You know? Yeah, Ladies in and the 80s. Once again, the 1980s. <laughs> yeah, yes. This movie has several things that are not okay nowadays. No, um, okay. They weren't even okay, and like some of those things weren't even okay in 1995 when I first saw this movie. So I'm just yeah. saying, 94, 95, whatever. Yeah. Oh. Oh, anyway, yeah, ninety yeah, fall of ninety four. I might have said ninety five. It doesn't matter. It's all good. Um, so yeah, so now we get uh, the now we're at the dance, right? And this is when Crew is going there, and he thinks he is going to impress this girl now that he he not Christian, the one he just saw goes whoa with, you know, this girl who wants nothing to do with him. He's going to bring his BMX bike there. He is going to impress her after she already made fun of him. For saying, what do you do? Pick me up on your bike? And he goes, yeah. Yeah. Like as if, what else would I do, lady? I clearly can't drive a car. Like, yo. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing about Christian, too. It's like, not only will you get this this amazing girl who's good at all, who likes all the same stuff you do, but is not as good at it as you, she has a car. Yeah. And yeah. you're 16, you're like, oh, crap, dude, she's got a car, man. Right. Yeah, it's like she's this only is, like you know a six six point five, but man, she's got a car that's worth like two points right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, at the dance, uh, crew is outside 
uh, performing tricks for everybody. Um, I guess we can call them tricks, right? Yeah. He's freestyling. he's freestyling outside, right? And whoever is doing the freestyling, because it's not it's not actually Crew Jones, whoever's doing it is really good at what they do. I, I just want to say this. Any point in this movie where it's actually, you can see the bike actually doing real freestyling or racing or whatever, the people doing this, the, 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 the stunt people, um, whether they're professional freestylers or stunt, stuntmen or whatever they might be, are all really, really good. Like, this is amazing to me what they do. When you see them, <laughs> when you see, you, you can see Crew's face and you see there's a bike there, it's being pulled on yeah. a freaking trailer. It's, it's like trailers or poles or something. Yeah. Or there's there's clearly stuff happening that's not them. There's wires. Oh, it is again, not yeah. not 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 to harken back to to cool as ice. It's like when Vanilla Ice is on the motorcycle, it's being pulled by a trailer. Whenever anyone does anything cool, it's got a helmet on because it can't be Vanilla Ice. Hey, I'm just throwing it there. there. There's something to be said for bike safety, right? But uh, the thing oh, is, is that my, like, my inside man. the dance, um, in case you weren't sure it was 1986, <laughs> the Reynolds twins and Bart Taylor are there to let you know it is, in fact, 1986, yeah. along with, I think the girls are Foxy and Tiger and Amy, I think. Yeah. Are the three girls there? I don't know if they're ever really given true names. They're, not, they're never actually named girls. <laughs> they're not name yes. checked at all. <laughs> no, girls don't fare well in this film, unfortunately. No. Oh. Again, target audience situation. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so there, it is the most 80s tastic dance party that breaks out in this. And uh, I can tell you, I really love the one girl that's dancing with the twins, not wearing the, the skin tight unitard, you know? Yes. Because it's like, again, it's the 80s. It's like, yeah. I just came from aerobics, and now we got to go to this dance. We're good to go. I'll take my leg warmers off, and we can go right out to the town. Yeah, these are my fancy going out. <laughs> it's going out, Unitard. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. So that's when Christian uh, sees crew doing this. And she it doesn't say anything. Just, oh. Oh, she has a look on her face like someone just ripped one. Oh, like the entire time. Because that is, that is Lori Lachlan's go-to face. She yeah. would later, later use that in, in full house to full avail every time Jesse would say something stupid. Um, you know, which happens a lot. Happened a lot. And just saying. So she went to her truck, which is there, and she gets her bike. And now she is going to show crew how she can freestyle. And then not only are we going to freestyle there, let's go into the dance and yeah. freestyle. Now, and this, this is this. the thing. So they go inside, and the MC gets on the mic. The MC who has already been talking up, Bart Taylor. And remember, Crew Jones, he's nothing next to Bart Taylor. Okay. <laughs> so we're talking, already talking up Bart Taylor and the twins. Bart and the twins, which sounds like a euphemism. And uh, <laughs> talking up Bart Taylor and the twins. And then he's like, oh, Here's Christian Hollings. Christian, are you going to do a little bicycle boogie for us? Are you and Bart going to do the bicycle boogie? So this is like a thing. This yeah. Is like, uh, this is like a known yeah. thing. He's like, oh, that's not Bart Taylor. Yeah. Let's see what this local guy can do. You know? Again, I don't, I don't know why. Why? Right Cheech and Chong? That's what he does. So. <laughs> well, I feel like, like, I don't know, dude. You know, kind of thing. Oh. Cheech Marin in a little Cheech Marin. uncredited role. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. Oh, 
you need some you need some paint, man. You're looking dead. <laughs> Oh, oh so I have a lot of Cheech Marin lines boogie. I can't use. Oh, get, yes. You get the bicycle boogie here. And this is this is like full stop, okay? In watching this as a 41-year-old man, looking at it now, it's like, okay, th- this is kind of corny. If I had been like 15 when I first oh, I... saw this, this would have blown my friggin' mind. Okay, this so. so friggin' incredible. If you're a teenage kid boy, again, Already being inoculated into the, you know, radicalized into the world of BMX here. Yeah. And now, and now you get this. This is, I mean, you know, people talk about, you know, uh, you know, Kermit the Frog riding a bike in the Muppet movie. Yeah. This is like right up there as far as like technical wizardry because this is, this is a, like, if they made, this should have been a music video if it wasn't because this is friggin' astounding. So, um, little aside. We reround this and watched it a second time that we were watching it. You have to. You can't we, yeah, watch the bicycle boogie once. It was amazing. And um I can say this. The 4K restoration, again, the best this movie will ever look, does not help no. uh the illusion that Lori Lachlan can ride a bike. <laughs> Lori Lachlan has has Again, long hair, longish hair. I shouldn't say long hair, longish hair. You know, she's not, it's not like, oh my God hair. You know what I'm saying? She's no Lady Godiva, right? Yeah. Um, but she's got longer hair. Um, but what she does not have is a mustache. Um, yeah. but in some of these scenes here, her hair is somewhat shorter and her mustache game is in full effect. Right. And so that, that is why a lot of this is blocked out so that, first off, they turn all the lights off and they just got the spots on it. So it looks yeah. very dramatic. Yeah. It also helps because then you can line it up so that Christian's face is like in the spotlight. Yeah. And you can't see her as well because it's hiding the stuntman. You know? Yeah. But and, you still can again, sometimes. It's like, okay, fine. You know, you know, that's one of those technical things. But it's like from a narrative standpoint, it's like, first off, crew, really quick on the uptake. Because all she kind of does is like, oh, just follow along. Just follow yeah. along. Just follow <laughs> along, she says. <laughs> You know? Professional like, freestylist. Professional, I do this act on the road, but you you can do this. I've never seen a kid with as much natural talent and determination as you. Says like three different characters in this film. So you know, so he he kind of picks it up really fast. But then again, he does. Plus you've you've got you know, send me an angel performed by oh, my Real guess. Life being performed, which has been living rent free in my head now for days. Mm-hmm. Uh, something finally ousted. Uh, this charming man by the Smiths, which had previously been living rent free in my head, it's now send me an angel right now. That is, uh, <laughs> in fact, in my head. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, again, this this is a scene that it's it's funny. You can tell whether people like Rad or not immediately because if they laugh at this, they're like, yeah, you're you're not gonna like the rest of this. But if you're kind of on board with this, the rest yeah. of the movie just falls in place. It does. Know? It really it's, does. I mean, it, it, again, it's it's a set piece. This movie is a series of set pieces. Yes. Said, oh, yeah. On, on DVD or, even, or excuse me, on Blu-ray, the, the, the use of the stunt doubles is is a little distracting if you're looking for it. If you're not, it's just this very 80s, like I said, music video cut of them, you know, freestyling where they're dancing. And it's really something. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm again. I understand that this is just a, you know, a cheap, uh, you know, teen cash-in movie, but I, there's a little bit of, of creativity and artistry here to me. So, um, at one point, oh, sorry, and I said that you can see that, like, sometimes you can tell Lori Lachlan's clear on the bike because it's her. You can see her in full, you know, yeah. and the the front of the bike is spinning. 
like the the handlebars, uh, the the handle and the front wheel are fully revolving around, and they don't ever show you her legs. They show you the cut is like a little above, a little below her waist, but you can't really see her legs. And you're like, well, shouldn't her legs be going up and down and moving? But they're not. Um, she clearly is on a. They're they're moving it for her. It's being revolved. And then there's another scene where you see her and you can't see the bottom of the bike. So the bike is actually stationary and the handlebars are moving, but it's being done by a rod. Um, And you're thinking to yourself going, okay, like, I mean, again, like Luke said, you have to either, excuse me, you either buy in or you don't. You either buy this scene or you don't buy this scene, folks. I'll be honest with you. And and if if you're a fan of rad and by the number of sales of the 4K Blu-ray they put out, I can tell there are a lot of actually fans of rad, whether or not they actually ever gotten a BMX bike or not um, out there. But the thing is, like, this is what people remember about this movie. Like they remember the, 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 the dance where they're, they're, they're bicycle boogieing, right? They remember like hell track. They remember the ass lighting. They remember all of those, like it's all these things in this movie. You're like, like if you're watching this movie with like the idea of like, this is going to be horrible. Why am I wasting my time? Or you're trying, then you're never going to buy into it. But if you just go in and say, all right, look, this is going to be entertaining on bots, bugs and babes. We talk about the biggest sin a movie can commit is being boring. At right. no point is this movie boring. No. It, even if you aren't, even if you don't like it, you can come out and say, oh, I didn't enjoy it at all. You were you bored? Oh no, it was crazy. The the whoever is doing the actual riding and the stunts are outstanding right. at what they're doing. And to think that people must have actually done this, I I don't know. Because in nineteen eighty six I was eight years old. I wasn't bike school boogieing anywhere. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I, this must have been a thing. Yeah. For real reels, right? I mean, it must be, right? I mean, right. So, um, that scene, uh, you know, of course, and then, uh, you know, they all do their bicycle bugging and then crew races off because he's somehow now embarrassed. I don't, I don't know how he can be embarrassed. Literally. Well, it's, <laughs> it, and, uh, and, and Jay, feel free to edit this out. It's the game that all high school guys play. It's called hiding your boner. That's the, <laughs> no. I, yeah. I think we can use that word on here. It's not that okay, explicit. There you go. It's like, <laughs> we, I mean, all guys of a certain age, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You girls, if girls out there, if you've seen a guy, you know, embarrassedly suddenly, you know, throw a trapper keeper on his lap or something like that. That's what it is. Okay. I so. mean, it, it happens to everybody. Uh, you know, uh, PD Porter, if you're, if you're listening, if PD yeah. Porter's listening, you know, my birthday party, uh, have, what do you call where you come down the stairs? Someone say, Hey, and I'm like, Oh my God, Pete, you know, kind of thing. Um, I did, maybe a bad choice, but yeah, you know, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying maybe, maybe those, maybe those, uh, cargo shorts need to be a little looser. Um, <laughs> sorry. P- <laughs> okay. I love you, Petey. Right. You know, we, we all love Petey, but it's like, I'm saying he saw it. I mean, I mean again, in all fairness, his girlfriend caused it. So we're just saying, but I was gonna say, anyway, it, was, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't me. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like you're saying, Hey, Jay, it was you. No, no, it was his girlfriend caused it. Um, but it was funny because, um, my girlfriend and then my future girlfriend both saw it and they both were like, Holy crap. And I was like, Pete, you know, God, yeah, well, again, this, sorry. Anyway, the fact that um, Jay's telling you this story says that, you know, Jay had a way more interesting time in high school than I did is all I'm going to leave it at. Uh, well, you were at that party. I was at that party, but I'm just saying in general, my stories in high school more involved me and Bob doing something stupid. Yeah, well, rather than, you know, Bob was at that party there. too. Yeah, you know, so. I understand that, but you know, there's a line that TV Frank says, "There are girls here, actual girls, actual girls." You know, 
I would, you know what I would have done for a Christian Hollings who was into the same garbage I was into? Dude, there was no such person. You know, okay. some, some crazy daikaiju chick? There yeah. is no such person. Not, <laughs> not back person. then. I'm sure, I'm sure there is now. I'm no, sure now. I, it's now. It's like, now. Oh, my girlfriend, who's a French model and also speaks Japanese and loves Godzilla. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile. Please check me out on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we're trying to, like, you know, uh, mac it to, to, to girls and we're competing with some guy who, like, literally has been, like, you know, Getting getting some since he's been seven years old. It's like, oh god, well, you know. It's hard to well, you know, we where we went to school. It's hard to compete with. It's like, yeah, my daddy bought me a Jeep Grand Cherokee. You know, it's like, yeah. what are you driving a, a Subaru Impreza hatchback? Yeah, yeah like, with the blinkers on the side. The blinkers on the side, man. That's the yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the panty dropper right there. That's right. <laughs> this episode is all over the track. Oh my god. But the problem is, there's too much high. There's too much high school. In this, the high school movies. <laughs> You know, see, this is we why I could the same high school. So if it was you and so if it was you and like Tanneries, you know, he, you guys didn't go to the same high school. Yeah, we're not even. Oh, the worst is be remember, imagine trying to get dad to watch this. Oh, for the love of God, dad would, <laughs> dad, would, oh, dad would be the guy at the beginning. He's like, well, why are they doing that? Just ride the bike. Why are they hopping around on it? You're, you're going to break the wheel doing that. Oh, so get one, a pogo, get a pogo stick. It's like, yes. Oh, OK, so he rides off. Um. Uh, and he's now ashamed uh, because something came up. And he rides away yes. as fast as he can, but he's standing up on a bike, folks. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, because I, I, you know, cannot physically stand up on a bike when I was younger, yeah. nor My was I trying to ride. That. I don't know how the hell he does it. Yeah. It's, I don't know, dude. We, I think, I think you and I kind of had different ideas what we were going to do on a bike. We were trying to go literally as fast as you possibly could down that road. You know, can, I, can we get all the way down the road? We were, remember we used to time it? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like, like we were truly trying to go as fast as possible on a road with potholes that could murder you yeah, without yeah. trying to slam into each other, right. uh, you know, on a dirt road wide enough for maybe a car. Anyway, so, um, uh, so of course. So now what's going to happen is uh, after. So they're going to try and uh, block. Uh, so they see crew and they say, well, he's amazing. Right. You know, this kid. Well, well, he, uh, first, he's, before they try to block him, he's got to qualify. Right. Okay. okay yes. Know? And right. so before we get to qualifying, he is, we've seen the little makeshift, um, uh, yes. training center that him yeah. and, and the, his friends have put together and they've got the ramp with the mattresses and they keep yeah. trying to do the, uh, the backflip yeah. off of the ramp. Now, Which looks painful. It does look painful, <laughs> but now I do want to say this. So the, um, um, one thing, one of my listeners to earth destruction directive, know that one thing that always gets a pop on Earth Destruction Directive is Bikini Girls! So we, in yeah. fact, do get Bikini Girls in this scene. Just two, the, it's, it's, I, I don't know who these girls are. Yeah, just random chicks. Just random <laughs> Bikini Girls in Oregon, I guess. Um, you know, watching them try to do the, the backflip, you know, um, and, uh, and crew can't get it, can't get it, can't get it. And so, uh, Kristen shows up and she, she says, oh, she gives them like, you know, some really basic advice. It's like, yeah, when you backflip, Flip over and land on your wheels. It's like, oh, that's what I'm trying to do. It's like, you're over-rotating. Oh. So, so he, he, he does finally get it. And that, you know, it just makes Christian even, you know, better for a crew, right? Because Wait, now she can also fix the problems for him. Hang right? on. Hang on. Well, she says, you're never going to land it if you have the mattresses there. Yeah. And he's like, but I keep falling because of the mattresses. And he doesn't get it. 
And he's yeah. like, all right, take him away. And Luke's like, are you sure, brah? <laughs> oh, they wouldn't say bra back then. But you say bra. You sure, bra? You sure, bra? And crew looks at him. I'm not sure, bro, dude. You know. <laughs> Twenty three and me says we're not all brothers. Hulk Hogan is devastated. <laughs> that happened at, at, at practice this week. One of the one of the little kids called me bro, and I said I'm not your bro, dude. <laughs> oh. Wait, little, little, how little? Like the, the little littles? Yeah, like the, one of the five-year-olds said, Oh my god, oh, what are you talking about? I'm not your bro, dude. <laughs> oh. oh my god. My yeah, so they, they, yeah, so they take the mattresses away. Again, another good <laughs> subliminal message from Christian. Mattress is bad. Mattress and girlfriend, bad. You don't want mattress near your girlfriend, ever. No, bad. So, and, he, and of course, so he does it, and he wipes it out completely. <laughs> It's a flat back bump like nobody's business. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and all I'm thinking like, of watching. the hammer of Valentine. <laughs> falling down on this thing. All I know is when he took that bump, I'm laughing to go because I've had, thankfully, at that point, not a lot of bone pain going, oh, man, that really hurts. And I'm thinking to myself mm-hmm. going, it really hurts right now to breathe because I'm like, you know, like in pain. But I'm like, that kind of really hurt. So someone took that bump for reals. And it wasn't really Crew Jones. Uh, so, it wasn't Bill Allen. It was Crew no, Jones, Bill, but it wasn't Crew Bill Allen. Jones. It wasn't Bill Allen. That's yeah. a better way to say it. Hey, get the extra, get, get stunt crew on here. I can't yeah. do that myself. Ride the bike. Come on. <laughs> I'll ride it up the ramp, but then we got to cut. <laughs> I can't even do that. It's where he's got a helmet on. But, uh, oh, yeah, oh. So they, they go from that, you know, uh, you know spine altering injury. <laughs> Uh, to go on a, a, you know, now we have the, we had our, our pogo montage. Now we got to have the love montage. Yes. You know? And so we actually get, I swear to God, this is what it's called on the soundtrack. The love theme from rad. Yeah. It's what it's legitimately called is the, the love theme from rad. And that is, uh, and we get, you know, crew and Christian riding around the town, you know, and they, in fact, we do get to see them go ass sliding. Yes. Where they slide down, I guess it's, I don't know, an escarpment? I'm not sure what it is. I don't know what it is. It looks like, uh, yeah. I'm not sure what it is. (laughs) I'm not sure. All I know is it's not really a slide. No. (laughs) I really hope not, anyway. Uh, If it is, it's. (laughs) They go ass sliding down this concrete tube, basically. In their clothes. In their their clothes. clothes. Into the river. Yeah. Or lake or whatever it is. I guess it's like a rain escarpment. But, uh, you know, so down know. they go. So we see what ass sliding is. And it looks like fun. And again, yeah. it's like, you know, hey, you'll get your BMX bike. Your 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 smoking hot girlfriend is great at everything, but not as good as you when has a car. She will go and do things and, and get in the water with you and do fun activities. You know, so you want definitely want that. But they're all fully clothed. Mind fully you, this clothed. is the problem with, with this is that at no point are they like, uh, we got to wear these clothes later. Let's just yeah. go. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So, so, but then we also get, you know, the, again, this scene is also in the in the trailer where they're they're canoodling a little bit. Yeah. You know, not actually canoodling, but like pre-canoodling, and uh, and she says, you know, oh, you've got such natural talent. It's like everybody tells Crew how great he is in this movie, except his mom, who tells him go get an education because you 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 you're gonna throw away your future to race in a bike race. And I said this to my wife when we were watching it. It's like, you're going to throw everything away to race in a, to, to, for a bicycle race. Like, well, when you say it like that, Mom, it just sounds stupid, you know? 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Not comic books, they're graphic novels. <laughs> it's an investment, Ma. <laughs> uh, but oh. she, and she says something also here. And she says that it took her months to learn to do the air walk, and it took him one afternoon. I spent some time, not a lot of time, but some time looking up to see what trick is called an air walk for BMX. Yeah. And there is like four or five different things I found all claiming to be the air walk. None of them are the same, and none of them are anything Crew Jones does in this movie. <laughs> So I don't know what that is. I don't know if that was like a remnant from an earlier version of the script where there was a different trick that he was doing. Because there is one type of air walk I found that is a jump. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I suppose that could be what they were doing, but they went with the backflip instead. You know? know? So I don't don't really know. They also could have used it because it sounded good. Yeah. This is in the yeah. days before the flare was like the, you know, the, 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 the big trick that eventually yeah. became like the double flare and all that, where the flare is kind of like you're doing, you're rotating 360 and 360 at the same time. You're doing yeah. like vertical and horizontal. It's really friggin' impressive when you see somebody do one. But, uh, they went see, wait, 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 wait. But when you see someone do one in the X games and they shoot themselves all the way up in the air and they do two of them. Yeah. Double and flare. you think, how did this guy not just puke and poop himself at the yeah. same time? Because you know you didn't hit that the first time. Yes. And are you launching yourself into a foam pit, into a lake? What? Like, how are you tra- even trying to think that I want to spin 360, any, either of them? Yeah. But first, yeah. but now I'm going to do another one. The other, the, I'm going to do 360 and 360. What? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so, I'm not Crew Jones, I tell you that right now. So. Crew Jones. About yeah. the closest I came is I did have Matt Hoffman Pro BMX on my Game Boy Color. Yeah, yeah. That's about as close as I got. I, I didn't even have Tony Hawk. Yeah. I did Tony Hawk on the old PlayStation. That's about all I got to. And yeah. even then, I would go, and I was always very safe in that Tony. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, what'd you do? A kickflip. Yay! <laughs> 50 points. Yeah, 50 points. Like, I'm, I'm going to nickel and dime my way to that number. Somebody's like, let me just do one, like, crazy Ollie, whatever, crazy switch foot where I'm like, nope. Yeah. It's like the it's like the one where you do with, uh, you play with the Whitaker boys, um, where you do the, um, uh, uh, on your, on, I'm not skiing, <clears throat> you were snowboarding. Oh, and he, as, Sean Palmer, and, right? Shit, right. Or, or uh, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah. Right. And I would like, you know, oh, you're going switchy foot. I'm like, that's my, that's my move. <laughs> and like Shawnee at age of four is like, dude, that's nothing. And I was like, yeah, but he's, and I would always have like the safest run. I'd have no crashes. They're like, right. dude, you always lose. I'm like, yeah, but you notice I didn't fall. <laughs> yeah, you'll notice I'm not in traction down at the, uh, at the lodge drinking hot cocoa. So anyway, maybe that's what is... you want to do. If Archie Comics has taught me anything, maybe that's what you want. Uh, this 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 one is getting very local at times and get very broad. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? So oh, they're gonna um well, now, now so he's qualifying. Now he's got to qualify, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't quite understand the qualifiers. Um, it's the top that's the winner qualifies. Yes. And then second and third qualify, except second and third have to race in the next race. Well, but I think it is is that. If but there's a lot win, of people. There's, well, there's, a, there's, new, there's what? I think there's six heats total. Right. I think. He races and, in all of them. Well, he doesn't race in all of them. 
He races <laughs> in three of the heats because I think what happens is is if you win a heat, you're in. Yeah. And if you're second or third, you get to keep coming back in the later heats because you got to keep winning to keep staying in. They keep paring it down. And so and then so he finishes. I think he what does he he does he finish uh, like sec, second, third, and second or something like that. So yeah, he has, yeah. basically he amasses enough points from his finishes in order to qualify because he finishes okay. on the podium in each race he's in. And so that's enough points for him to get into the, uh, what is it? Top 20, I guess. Cause it's yeah, yeah. over however many it is. Yeah. Top 20, top yeah. 20. So but the that, problem is the problem is this though. The first race, there's like a thousand people in it. Yes. Right. The next time he races, there should literally be second and third and second and third and maybe second and third. There should be six people in this race. Yeah. There's a hundred some people in this race. There's a lot. Yeah. I don't, and I then, don't know what's going on. And then the, the third time he's racing, they go, Hey, you got to finish in the top three to get, there's like another hundred people. Look who keeps letting them back in. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on. The <laughs> rules are not really rules are not this movie's strong. Suit. No, they That's are not. The competition is. <laughs> Um, the cup, couple of notes here. First off, uh, we get the other song everybody knows from Rad. Yeah. Yes. Which is Thunder in Your Heart, which is a yes. fantastic song by John Farnham. Um, to the point that if you've, if any of you out there, um, have the movie Sing, the DreamWorks animation movie oh my Sing God, yeah. on Blu-ray, yeah. if you watch the mini movies, Thunder in Your Heart appears in one of the mini movies. Oh my God, and, I didn't even uh, think about that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. When I was watching it with my kids, uh, we we had seen Sing, uh, but we had never watched the mini movies. And they said, we watched the mini movies. So we're watching the mini movies. And Thunder in Your Heart comes on. I about I about peed myself. I was laughing so hard at the use of Thunder in Your Heart in that little mini. The kids have no idea what, what I'm laughing about. Um, but but that, you know, is uh, it, it's a great song, another great tune. Uh, and again, contributes to the fantastic soundtrack here. At one point in this race, and the, the 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 course the, the course for the heats is not the same course that is not hell track. It's no, not hell track. No. course. It's kind of over hill and dale through the town. They go past the river, and you know as soon as they show the river, some dude is ending up in the drink. Yeah. There's no way, no way that yeah. some dude is not ending up in the drink. And sure enough, first heat splash, dude in the drink. And it's so good they do the same gag again later in another heat. <laughs> it's like hey. You want to go in the water again, man? We'll get, we'll give you another fifty bucks. Okay, splash, you know that kind of thing. So, gotta, so, gotta love it. But this, this, this scene to me is the most egregious. Yeah. Of yeah. Of Crew Jones, he's a maverick. He's a rebel. You know, what, what do you expound on that for us, Jay? A little bit. <laughs> he cheats like there's no tomorrow. The it's course. <laughs> faced. Not even hiding it. The course is clearly, clearly marked. Yes. It's very clear where you need to go. Okay? It's not like you're saying, oh, it's kind of like you got to go around that. It's very clearly marked. And his first run, he doesn't cheat. He stays within everything pretty much until the end. He kind of like, oh, I got to get there, whatever, whatever, right? The next time down, like, cause, cause now, in the second time he's gonna run, he's talking to, he's talking to, um, Christian and like, I think Luke's there, cause Luke, but his, his tire got bent, cause the people are cheating and whatever. 
Um, he's like, I know what to do. And it's a part where they're going to go down. Now, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself going, okay, someone had to get really hurt doing this. They're going down a rock ledge. I mean, I don't yeah. know how you describe that. It's it's really treacherous, right? It, it's it's like a, it's like a, an area that if you rode if today if I rode my if I had a bike which I don't, <laughs> but if I rode my bike to that, I would say, oh, I should stop and walk down this. Yeah, it's, I'll it's, walk the bike down this. It's yeah, clearly a place you should walk down <laughs> carefully. Um, and when he's going down this is when they clear, they clean him out. They knock him over, right? Like he gets, whatever, and he gets back on his bike and he has to race really hard to get back up there. So the end of the race where everyone's on the path, he goes outside the path and takes a shorter route to cut him off. And not only does he take a shorter route, the taped off course is off road. It's grass. Yeah. And he is on the pavement. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, I would imagine that it would be faster to bike on pavement than on grass. But it's also shorter because yeah. it's actually because they have to go around a bend. He goes straight. Yeah. But and then he has he, he actually has to hop back over the barricade. Yeah. To get and, in and, be, oh, and so clear yeah. view of everybody. Everybody, everybody. It's not like you're it's not yeah. like it's not like he's running a cross country race and you're cheating in the woods somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like he literally everyone. There's fans everywhere. Right. Yeah, so and, and, but yeah, but, so he, but he does that again on the on the going down the the hill. He cuts the corner on the hill and cuts back in too. And so I no, did the, some research on the third on time. This. On the third time he does that because they yeah. clean him out the first the second time. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's like so I, I so I did some research on this and apparently it was not in in BMX racing at least back in the day it was not a penalty to leave the course provided you return to the course at the same point that you left. So where crew cuts out, he would had to have come back on the course at that same spot, not to be black flagged or disqualified or whatever they, they call it. So, yeah, crew, I mean, I don't again, I don't know if this is something, some oddity that is just simply not explained or some vagary of rule. But he is clearly cheating in, in front of everyone around it. Yeah. And no one else does it. That's what gets me. Yeah. So if you said like crew went over and then like four guys followed him, okay, maybe they had it so you had a view to pick your lane. Like I could even pretend that there was like a pick a lane part. He's the only one. Yeah. He and and not only that, he not he 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 cuts out all the rocks. He jumps off the thing through trees and stuff. He he goes a lot quicker because he's not even going the same distance. He cut out the oh. yeah. and he still can't win. No. But he's got a lot of talent, young man. You're a very talented young man. You know, I've never seen someone with so much. Never so much talent you have, <laughs> right? He cheats at every turn yeah. to get there. He cheated to get in the race. He forges well, his sister, forges his mother's signature, pushing his sister into a life, <laughs> a of, life crime. of crime. Poor Wesley, you know, with her shin kicking because that is what she's known for. Kicking in her foul mouth. Yes. <laughs> she has a potty mouth and she kicks a lot of shins. Uh, um, put on your shin kickers and kick some shins. <laughs> oh, you want We walked into that one anyway. So, um, so crew Jones cheats. And then the whole thing is, I can honestly say, as we're watching this, literally every one of us, there's 20 guys that were going, and that's not now, but when we were, when we were in high school, Hell, man, he's cheating a lot. And Tom goes, yeah, he cheats all the time. 
<laughs> like it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, okay, like he can't win at the end. He can't win by cheating. Right. What are you teaching anybody from this movie? If you tell that he has to cheat to win, he's got to come in second or something. Right. So he never wins any of the qualifying races, but he amasses enough points to get in. So now he's in local hero. Crew Jones is now in. He is the talk of the town. Um, until they try to say, well, you need a sponsor, kid. That's not part of the rules. It's part of the rules now. Yeah. And they make and him have. <laughs> I will say this. This is actually pretty, this is pretty decent. Okay. Yeah. So you were talking about earlier that you would try, if they said, I'll, we'll give you 10 grand if you qualify. Right. Right. So he goes in to register and he says, sorry, you're not, you can't do it because FAB rules say you need to have a sponsor. We didn't realize that, you know, and, uh, Duke didn't realize that when he announced it. Look, we're still going to give you the 10 grand. Right. But you can't race. Right. You know what? I get that, you know, BMX is everything, you know, to crew Jones, but it's like, that's a lot of guys like, I'll take 10 grand, man. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I earned my 10 grand for, for qualifying. It's like, I'm probably not going to beat these professional guys anyway that are out to kill me. Plus, have you seen the size of that ramp that we're going down? <laughs> I like how they don't show you hell track too much. No. They don't really show you much of hell track until it's time for hell track because I would have been like, I'm done. I'm not yeah. doing this. It's crazy. <laughs> God, like, you know what, dude? Yeah. No, you know, I, you think I, could, I could take them SATs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Crew, what happened? You're not racing hell track SATs, man. You know, got to have a future. Yeah. You know, um, I'm gonna so major. In, I'm gonna major in sports medicine and kinesiology. Then all these dudes that kill themselves on Hell Track, they'll come see me for their physical therapy. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna win in the end. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So he's being okay. So he's a sponsorship. So crew is ready to give up on Hell Track until Wesley, thank God for his sister, yeah, customizes a shirt for him to wear that says "Crew is rad" and. This leads them to thinking that we should take the money we did for qualifying and make a small T-shirt company called Rad Racing. Yes. So Rad Racing, which is being run clearly illegally. Out illegally. Of the out of this where they are, but they're, they're dying the shirts. I don't know why they didn't just buy red shirts. <laughs> yes, that's what I don't understand. They are dying either. the shirts and then screening the shirts. couple of things. First off, they are getting people to donate their time. By having, I don't know the name of this kid. It's one of his other friends. Yeah. He's doing people's homework for them. Yeah. So we're not only have we had a film where we have forged an adult signature. We have a kid, a little girl that is, you know, assaulting people and swearing like a sailor. We have our hero who has cheated to qualify for this. And now we are committing academic fraud. Mm -hmm. Further, his, this, this clearly criminal enterprise that is crew competing at Helltrack. Yes. Um, it so raises yeah. more questions than it answers, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call it as I see it. Uh, you know. So of course, also, we get the great bit here, the classic joke where they are, they are measuring him out in yes. a racing suit and, uh, Christian, you know, that Christian, she's the greatest girlfriend ever. She has to do the inseam measurement. So you know what that means? Oh yeah. yeah. Got to get up in there. Make sure right. that everything's nice and snug, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is Christian. Okay. So it's not like she's a known seamstress, yeah. but she knows how to measure and create a suit. Dude, like, 
dude, is there nothing a, she, she can't do? Dude, she's a girl. Of course, she knows how to sew in the eighties. Every girl did. I mean, oh my did. god. Yeah, that's the problem. Is that, like, like we said, there's things in this movie you're like, oh, it's just now. So okay, so to be honest with you, nowadays it would have been his uh, very effeminate friend who would know exactly what's going on. I do this stuff all the time, but like you might have thrown out there something that she designed her own clothes. Yeah. Like, he like, you know, like, well, whatever. Like, you got that cool suit. She goes, I designed this suit. It's my design. Yeah. That would have been an easy line. No. And so. There's plenty of ADR in this movie. They could have ADR'd it in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, where are we here? So, they make the t-shirts rad racing. Okay, but then uh, a day before the race, Duke changes the rules. Again, claiming that the company needs to have a sponsoring, sponsoring the racer. Okay, so they're selling the T-shirts, right? They have to be, they have to have a sponsor, right? So now he has to have a sponsor. Now he's got a sponsor at Rad Racing. They're selling the shirts at the thing, and uh, so now this is when Wesley uh, threatens to assault a a grown drunk man um, in front of everybody. <laughs> um, I'll just kick it off. She kicks him in the shins, doesn't she? Kick him in the shins, and she assaults him. Right. After he says your company must be worth at least fifty thousand yeah. um, dollars, some arbit just some arbitrary number, right? Yeah. So then, so then he's and so Cruz like it's over. You're giving up a ready crew. We're never gonna raise the other forty six thousand dollars we need. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, ugh. I and- feel like everyone had like like. I don't, you know that game where you put the um, the thing in your mouth is plastic and a hole. Oh, you know, I talk like that. You know, I don't know why I sound like Roddy Piper there. Um, they every one of them's like over enunciating their words. So I'm like, what what happened here? Yeah. Now I'm thinking maybe they're all high from the the fumes from the yeah, paint yeah. from the paint and the dye in the in the school lab. Mm, that's I what think I'm it was thinking. The same school lab where Helen Hunt was cooking up angel dust. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Jump out uh, of but uh, <laughs> yeah, so 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 they throw the next roadblock in the way. Right, ready to take another spill here, and yeah. crew crew gets so disheartened by having Helltrack within his grasp, mm-hmm. almost in his clutches, have it slip through his fingers, that he runs off to their abandoned shack out in the uh, lumber yard and pouts. Yes, and who comes <laughs> to see him? But Christian who still supports him and says, are you really going to give up that easy? And I love this line. I thought you were a man. <laughs> At 16, riding your bicycle race, I thought you were a real man. This girl who's perfect at everything and has a car. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, so the townsfolk. Yeah. yeah. God, sorry. No, but, but, sorry. But, but then, you know, so, so Chris, so even Christian is disappointed in crew and that's what wakes him up out of his funk, right? Not, yeah. not his family, not his personal pride. I was like, Oh no, my perfect girlfriend that I only have because of BMX is, yeah. is mildly disappointed in me. <laughs> and so he goes to the, to the, uh, the little restaurant he works at and there is an awesome comic rack behind him. Oh yeah, there is. You see, it's like, <laughs> that is a freeze frame heaven on this Blu-ray. But, um, so again, she then immediately forgives him, and they have a cute thing of eating ice cream together. Yes. So it's like yeah. again that she paid for. Yes. So it's like again, not only get babe, you know, great at everything, forgives you immediately, ice cream. It's like, 
everything coming up Millhouse here. I don't see a problem. You know? <laughs> um, so the townspeople then uh, they have a meeting because they hear this is happening and then they and they they say, well, he's such a a, a good young man, even though some of them in the beginning of the movie are like, oh, it's hoodlum with drumping or whatever. Yeah. And we'll, we'll collect the money. So they start collecting mo- all this money. And of course, they're well short because who's got that kind of money just laying kind around? Of just laying around. <laughs> and of course, the, that's when the the the, uh, the police officer, you know, he's like, I think we should do whatever we can to back him. In the best Sergeant Slaughter imitation he could do. <laughs> um, say, yeah. He looked you're like he looked like Bob. Raise that flag, Iron Shake. <laughs> you're not gonna raise that flag over Madison Square Garden, you know. <laughs> Um, and of course they all go crazy. And so what happens is we don't know this at the time, but Mr. Tri- Mr. Timmer, who is, uh, you know, at this point, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, oh, best Duke best thinks that he's, you know, in bed with him. He's supporting him. Yeah. And he told him, uh, no, I don't, I, I, you know, I only do what I want to do. And he's like, well, I'll show you something. You know, kind of thing yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Timmer owns the bicycle shop. Yeah. So that's why he's in bed with Best, because they're going to sell a lot of gear and stuff after after their boy, Bart Taylor, yeah. wins the right, race. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but he starts turning because, you know, Timmer sees all the stuff that they're doing to keep crew out of it, so he has a change of heart, and he turns on on Best, and he, you know, gives the rest of the, the money so that they have enough. So he buys like $28,000 worth of, uh, uh, rad, worth t-shirts. Of rad racing t-shirts. Shirts. Yeah. Um, it's so it's a lot. So now that they have all their money, it's time for hell track. We have talked and talked and talked yeah. in the, in this, this epic, uh, you know, to get through this movie, which is going to be our podcast is longer than the actual film. Um, Hashtag but, welcome to hell track. Put it yeah. So now, it's time for Hell Track. And they introduce all 20 riders. And there's some professionals in there and, and stunt guys and whatever. And you're like, and it's like, but none of the introductions are done the same way. Like, it's like, best in the world, Brad Taylor. It's like, and then it's like, hey, it's the twins. And it's like, this guy's from Canada. It's like, yeah. everyone well, is know, like. If you, if you had to introduce this many people, you'd want to mix it up, too. But like some of them get like real introductions and he's like, and this is, you know, Steve Johnson from, you know, uh, you know, Olympia racing. And that's, he's also, this other guy's from Olympia racing. His name's Ralphus. It's like, like what? Like you don't even like, you know, like whatever, give a compliment for each one. If they don't have a compliment, just like embellish, like that guy's a snappy dresser. That guy can do his own laundry. He lives at home with his mom. Whatever. This you know. guy's got a girlfriend. Who's <laughs> Crew Jones, have you met his girlfriend? Because dang, yo. She, so, is a, she is a peach, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. There she is. Oh, the yeah. apple of his eye, you know, kind of thing. So, anyway. I, speaking of Kristen oh. at Helltrack, mm. this is where that, that racing suit comes back. Yes. You know? And uh, shout out. To, to Mike Wood over on the grind bin. That's a deep V. That is a deep V on that <laughs> racing suit right there. I don't, I mean, my understanding of a racing suit is to protect you from injury mm-hmm. if you wipe out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've known a lot of girls and women in my life. I'm not aware that, you know, the, 
the the their sternum and the top of their stomach is like made of steel and they mm-hmm. won't get injured if you fall. I think that's yeah. just as vulnerable as the spots around it, isn't it? So yeah. I'm not sure the exact reason why, you know, uh, number one uh, female amateur racer in the planet, Christian Hollings, needs that deep V going on on her BMX racing suit when she's not racing. True, true, yeah. true. But uh, I think they uh, they were like, look. We know our target audience. Yeah. Let's keep it in there. So there you go. Um, so, of course, now during Hell Track, uh, we hear Duke, who is now cannot possibly believe. And he's, of course, he pulls the bottle out and he's drunk. He's drinking he, away. He's just drinking openly now. Yeah. Now it's just not even trying to hide. I mean, he's it. drinking so bad. He's like sloshing it out of the out of the glass when he's yelling at, at the twins and, yeah. uh, and Bart. And Bart. You stay out of that guy. Your job is to win. It's like. Yeah. So he informed. He's like yeah. bars from Young Frankenstein. So. <laughs> so of course he tells um, the twins that they have to the Reynolds twins that they need to ensure that crew does not win. And I'm like, okay, like I mean he's not even. It's not like this is in private somewhere. It literally is out like he's under the tent, but like the yeah. tent is next to every. He's and he's screaming at them. <laughs> He does send the girls away, though. He does send the yes. girls away before yeah. he does it. So he does. he's at least thinking a little bit still. Yeah. Right. I don't want them to hear it. So they walked outside the tent. Yeah. Everyone can hear you, buddy. So, um, yeah. So he instructs the, the Reynolds twins to take crew out. Yes. Um, and then we get to Hell Track actually occurring. Yeah. The drop-in... To start Hell Track is enough to make me not want to do Hell Track. Yeah. Because there ain't no way that I get you thinking, Jay, but you're not a great BMXer. Oh, I get it. I get it. But that looks nuts. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that drop is 25 feet tall. Yeah. And yeah. that was the shorter version. Yeah. Because BMX Plus Magazine. And I, and I did an article about this, and I've seen other things reference this article, where they the original ramp for Hell Track was so high that the professional riders looked at it and said, "Nope, not doing it." That's right. So they had to make it shorter in order to have a movie, basically. Yeah. So you drop in, and then there's like other stuff you would see nowadays, like the the I guess. We would call them moguls now. Yeah, you actually do call them the moguls at one right. point. In the, yeah. the announcer does. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying like we would just call them. We would know them as moguls. Um, if you if you're not a big uh, X Games fan, watch. I mean, I, I don't love X Games. I've watched a bunch of it because to me it all seems like absolutely impossible. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even talking about when they're racing snowmobiles and crazy stuff like that. <laughs> that stuff is insane. They're racing snowmobiles on dirt. I'm like, yeah. this looks nuts. And you're on dirt. I saw this episode of GI Joe once where they were yes. racing snowmobiles and they're chased by a yeti. Yeah. Um, if there was a Yeti maybe, chasing me. Or maybe me. that was Scooby-Doo. It was one of the two. You know? Yeah. Um, but there's like, they go under the, they go under this, they, this tunnel. Then there's a giant bowl of kicks. You have giant to go off the spoon. They got to jump in the bowl. There's the, yeah, there's the S turns. There's all sorts yeah. of uh, obstacles I mean, on this thing. It is no joke. And to say that the professional riders couldn't get through this course on one straight run. I believe it because it looks insane. And of course, during the race, guys are getting wiped out. Guys are getting you know, slammed into each other. Guys fall off, whatever. Can't make the S, can't make the jump. And then they come to, because you're like, this stuff is nuts. Then they come to a jump that 
clearly they somebody had to actually be able to do it because I saw it on film. But like, nope. It's like yeah. it's like the jump the rock has to make in in um skyscraper. Right. But then he's got a he's got a you know a fake leg and stuff, and it's impossible to get jump back. Like this jump looks inside. I'm like, it's what? I, and they yeah. jump it. But they barely make it. Guys fall off, and you're like, I bet a lot fell off. Right. Well, I mean, but Holy again, it, it, must be a, it must be a thing in BMX. I mean, if they were, if guys are doing this jump where it's basically a big dip, and then you got to jump up. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it reminded me kind of when you see guys, you know, coming out of the half pipe, and then they just land, they'll, they'll do a, a delay stop on the on the half pipe or something, but they're still going straight. Right. So, so yeah, but, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's hard. Pretty, this, this is no <laughs> joke here. This, yeah. You know. <laughs> so. They go through once, and of course, you know, Bart's out in front because he's the best in the world, right? You know, and you got the Reynolds twins there in second, and the crew Jones is working his way up, right? He's working his way through the field. And they do it again. And you're like, okay. And the Reynolds twins now try to take crew out, but they fail. Yes. And one of them get wipes out. I forget which one, but one of them, one of the Bobsy twins, he bites the dust. Right. And so he's there. So now the so crew Jones is now in, I think, fifth and whatever. And he's working his way up and he's cutting through and he's getting through. And he I, I don't know how anyone does the S turns that fast, but they're slamming through these S turns and stuff. And at the jump, he's able to get to third. Right. Right around the jump time. Yeah. So now. Well, is that when he is that when he cheats again? Or is that no, the no, next no, lap? no. It's all that's all on the, the next lap. He's cheating. Okay. The third lap is when is when Bart takes out the other Reynolds twin. Yes. <laughs> For no no reason. Like this. Well, you know that. Okay, so I'm, I'm bizarrely enough, Bart is the character that comes closest to having an arc in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Because Bart, because Bess tells him, he tells the twins, you know, you know, sort of cheat to win to take yeah. out the guy, and he goes, "All you need to worry about," says to Bart, "is win." And Bart and Bart is he's like, what's the deal with that? He wants to win because he's the best. He doesn't want to win because the, his competition was taken out by the twins. Right. So he takes out the other twin because he's like, I don't want you taking him out. I want to beat this guy. But the problem is but we don't ever. This is all just inferred. None of this. Yeah. You know, but the problem is, this, you know, the Reynolds twin who messed up didn't take crew out. Yeah. So crew's still in the race. So far, they haven't done anything to 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 make it not so you weren't winning. No one would have said, well, clearly Bart got someone cheated for him. You've smoked everyone so far. They come down the big ramp. He knocks the other Reynolds twin out and then waits on crew Jones. Well, okay. So we, there's actually four laps. In oh, okay. okay. So, so on the third sorry. Lap, sorry. Yeah, crew. Crew gets crew up cheats. there. Yeah, yeah. Crew cheats. He's he, in fifth. He's cheating stuff. <laughs> and he, he cuts out a section yes. of the track and does the backflip, which is cool. And again, is in the trailer. It's the only successfully landed flip in the movie. Yes. <laughs> but he's but he cuts through the track. And the yes. announcer says, oh, what a great shortcut by Crew Jones. You can't take a shortcut in a race. Yeah. <laughs> by definition, if a race has a track... You can't take a shortcut. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I was I was mixing re, re, lap three and four together. Yeah. So crew um, and Bart are going back and forth, and then you know he uh, and then Bart gets ahead of him and he said takes out the other twin and then like you say Bart gets up to the tunnel and Bart waits for him. Yeah, he's like, come on, bring it. 
Yeah. Like at that point, you're like Bart. Like, dude, just win the race, man. Yeah. Right. Because even so even got, like six lengths, you have yeah. the the race won. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have to even like do it hard. You can just go through and you know, whatever. And he waits, and then Cruz now with him. And he waits till they're like he's like even with him, not even like I can see him. He's yeah. there. And then of course you know, Crew Jones, always about gotta make sure we c- cut corners and do what we gotta do. Oh, uh, I he, I mean yeah, he does the three sixty. He does a three sixty to finish. This I does not make any sense to me. So yeah, they, no. The way this finishes, they have to do that tabletop jump again. Yeah. Then they come back to this to where they started. They have to do the ramp. And then they race through the moguls, basically, to get to, to a the finish, finish line. line. Yeah. Okay. And so crew does a 360 to finish. Yeah. Wouldn't that slow you down? Yep. But it so looked dang like, cool. Yeah, it looks <laughs> cool. But it's like, see, I, I honestly thought, it's like, what if he does the 360 to do style points and he loses? Yeah. And it's like, no. And, and Bart's like, look, man. You know, winning's the important thing, not, you know, looking good doing or something like that, you know. Yeah. If you had taken the SATs, you might have known that. <laughs> um, but anyway, but, when crew so crew and crew wins, there is a roar from the twenty guys sitting in Tom's living room. <laughs> like yes. you wouldn't believe like the like the Giants won the Super Bowl got less of a pop than uh than Crew yeah. Jones cheating to win. Oh my god. Yeah. Um yeah, so Crew Jones wins and uh you know, Duke is, you know, his contract is determined. He's not going to get his big deal with Bart Taylor. Bart gets fired. Everything happens because we've only got like two minutes left in the movie. Yeah. So it's a quick know. wrap up. Yeah. Um, so they fire Bart. He gets fired from Mongoose, of course. Um, Duke is like now he's going to be, you know, whatever. He's going to get in trouble. Clearly, they've been cheating, yada, yada. All the everyone gets their comeuppance at the last minute. The uh the, the Reynolds twins who failed to do their job get to keep their jobs though with Mongoose. Um, and then Cruz says to Taylor, he off, he says, you know what? I'll give you a spot at rad racing. Yeah. And Taylor's like, all right. And they start hugging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the eighties, you know, that's what it was folks. Yeah. Um, um yeah. <laughs> well, they, they do shake hands. For they shake hands. Yeah, yeah, they shake hands. Sorry, but, uh, that's that's just all that's, hugging. That is, yeah. that is how rad ends. And then, yeah, so crew has overcome. He's you know cheated and and uh, lied and stealed and done everything he could to get to this, and he's rewarded for it. And uh, our reward as an audience is we get more freestyle pogo. Yeah. Oh yeah, the end of the movie has yeah. The the, I I watched the credits all the way through because the song is just it it just it's infectious, dude. It just it's like this whole soundtrack is great. So the whole thing with the soundtrack um, is actually released on a 12-inch vinyl and a cassette back in '86, Um, and then around 2014 it was released digitally on iTunes, Um, and it's available on Spotify. Um, And then uh, uh, Breaking the Ice. is on a special list of the best songs of the 80s um, action film montage that appeared on a website. They had done the best action film montages of all time, whatever. And, and uh, of course, uh, Breaking Break the Ice, of course, makes that because it's outstanding. So if you want to hear the soundtrack, folks, go check it out. Um, to say this movie was panned on release would be accurate. Um and it was uh, it underperformed commercially. They really thought they had something on their hands here. The problem is uh, it did not do well um, because uh, there was a lot of the, the the feeling was that anyone over the age of twenty 
wouldn't like this movie. They'd probably uh, be right. Yeah, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying you have to watch this movie with a certain mindset, especially in the 1980s. Um, and uh, it's actually pretty funny if you think about it. The uh, Leonard Malton points this out, so I want to give credit to Leonard Malton, of course, is, uh, because we grew up you know, a lot of Leonard Malton in our house. I still um, have a Leonard Malton guide. I think it's, it's like from 2014, but I still have one of his yeah. thick guidebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, uh, we didn't see these, th- well, and we didn't see these, this same plot hole used in the, in the, to the death by the 1950 hot rod films and also the 1970s roller disco epics. So to say that like the theme of this movie might be, uh, formulaic. Okay. I, I'm willing, I'm willing to buy what he's saying there. Again, I, I understand it's not necessarily how I look at it, but, um, I, I've never seen a movie like this before. Um, I, I, like, thinking like, but I, I mean, I'd seen a bunch of like the, you know, the, what do you call movies? Um, I can't think of the names like now. Not, not like I accuse my parents. The stuff like, you know what I'm saying? Like the 50s. Oh, the juvenile delinquent movies. Right. Yeah. Whatever. It's not those. It's, it's not the hot rod movie. I mean, all those things kind of are like we're done to death. You can honestly say there is no other movie like Rad out there. Um, I even mean, I, I even get what, I get what Malton is saying because he's right. I mean, the broad strokes of it. Yeah, yeah. Take this and apply this to just about anything as a team. But to the this this is Rad is this weird perfect storm. I said I said this to you uh, back in the green room. It's that this is a time capsule to a very very specific point in time. Yes. And taken outside of that context, I don't know that it really makes as much sense. But even being a kid in the 80s, there are parts of this that you can identify with 100 percent, you know. So, yeah. So as we said, three million dollar budget, only two million dollars in sales in the theaters. The thing is, the film was later released on VHS and Laserdisc, of course, in 1986, and it became a top 10 video rental for over two years. Yep. This was one of the movies that was always rented. That's why we never saw it. Because also, Dad probably never was going to rent this, but it never was in. I remember no. the cover for Rad on the box; it was never there. So to get Rad back now, so us, like, let's 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 just be honest here. Either you had a VHS copy, or you taped it off of cable, like how I watched it the first time I ever yeah. saw it at Tom's house, um, because it wasn't anywhere else. And then uh, I would say a couple years ago. Um, on Amazon popped up, uh, a, someone had a copy, they were, they were selling a copy of Rad that was clearly, oh, let's say gray market at yeah. best. But since there is no DVD, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm not saying that, that there's, uh, websites, uh, out there that would sell movies that you wouldn't be able to find normally and it's kind of a little gray market for, 80s cheesy like horror and sci-fi and like you know uh exploitation movies um and that someone maybe got their hands on a copy of that and a color copier and maybe made a bunch of these up but i own that one and it's pretty dang good for what you can expect right? right having having no idea that this movie would ever be released ever that was pretty good for me to own a copy of it, right? I mean, would you agree, Luke? Because you've seen yeah, that same yeah, DVD. I have, yeah. I mean, again, for for a, essentially a bootleg, absolutely. Yes. Yes, right? You know? And then we get an announcement that there are 4K re- resolution restorations coming. And we both said, what? 
Yeah. Oh no, not just a 4K restoration. It's a 4K restoration Blu-ray DVD steel book with a slipcase yeah. special edition. Yep. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and the, the, the thing also, I mean, is that, you know, that that vinegar syndrome one yeah. was impossible to freaking get, you know. So for it to come that this the this steelbook uh, Blu-ray coming out from Mill Creek, Mill Creek is more my budget than vinegar syndrome is, you know, and more my ability to actually obtain. So I was as soon as I and Mill Creek does so much great stuff from the 80s anyway. I said, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to do they're going to do right by rad. But but the whole thing was so they announced that, and the problem is, um, vi- video uh, vin- vinegar vinegar syndrome announces that what we get from Mill Creek is the exact same thing, right? <laughs> At f- a fraction of the price. Now let's be honest, this is probably the most expensive Mill Creek Blu-ray s- single movie release I've ever spent on a movie. Yes. Okay. I, I understand you're thinking like, well, Jay, you know, the Mill Creek, they make the 899 movies. They, they got 12. Yes, they do. They definitely do. They do some, some budget friendly stuff. Um, is literally, um, how we have movies like, you know, um, uh, like, like, uh, oh, you mentioned before, um, like, oh, uh, you know, who's Harry Crumb and things like that. Oh, Those, yeah, the, the, you know, yeah, like the, 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 uh, the budget the, stuff. The, yeah, the, well, the, 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 the VHS collection one. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and that's where the movie, the, the new, the, the new kids, the new kids is one of those, that kind of thing, right? But to spend $20 on a steel, on a steel book, 4K restoration of Rad, DVD and Blu-ray, that's, that's not a hard sell to me. No. I own, Kino Lobert. Now let's think for a second. For those who don't know Kino Lobert, Kino Lobert does some real high-end restoration stuff. Okay, Kino Lobert has done 4K restorations. They 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 put out a special edition. Um, it's the 2K or 4K restoration of the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly of both cuts of the movie. Um, Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. They they put out by mistake. A 2K restoration. It's supposed to be a 4K. They sent everyone who bought it a new disc. Like, this is a no joke company. I own several right. Kino Lobert movies, including Cool as Ice starring Vanilla Ice, which my family has watched. Um, unironically, we watched it. The, gr- the girls were like, Are you kidding? I go, The riff track of that movie is even better, but that's another story. To spend $20 on a new release is not impossible for a movie that I've never been able to get my hands on. This, I'm not talking about like, hey, let's put out the Evil Dead for the 19th time. and try. I'm, not, I'm not buying it again. I got the ultimate edition. I'm good, right? Yeah. But a movie like Rad, that was an easy, no-brainer pre-order on Amazon. Set it and forget it, yo. I'm done. Right. Right? It's, it's akin to when they announced the Godzilla Criterion book. The, you know, the Godzilla Criterion, yeah. all the movies together. I literally said to you, this is really expensive. And you said, yeah, it is. And I said, I already pre-ordered it, though. You're like, I figured. And I was like, it was not, it was not never, it wasn't that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, oh, that's pretty steep. Oh, I ordered it already. Gamera set. Ordered already. Yes. Like, done. Done. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 a, the, the, when they announced the, the Scream Factory, 
Ultimate Edition, Friday the 13th. Done! Like, you don't have to sell me on that. But, Jay, you have them all. I know, but this is the Ultimate Edition, whatever it is. I'm not buying another set of them. Right. This is it. Unless there's another new movie, then I'll just buy the new movie. This is it. Rad? Yeah! Yeah! There's very few movies that I can think of on a list that are, yep, because I just don't have them otherwise. Yeah, and and the thing is, again, is that with Rad, it's, okay, so you spend $20. That's a relatively little investment, because that's the only one you need to get. Yeah! It's not like, well, if I don't get Rad uh, Rad 2 and then Rad versus Thrashing, you know, I'm not going to have the full set. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, I mean, this was an easy one for me, too, especially, like I said, with Mill Creek. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no, no question. And, said, and I don't have the same history with Rad that you do. I mostly remember Rad from you telling me about it. Oh my God. You know? So <laughs> watching this, it's like, it's like, I may have seen this once, but it's yeah. like, it, but it's still, I tell you what, I still had a smile on my face watching it because mm-hmm. you've got to approach it with the right mindset. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's it is a lot of fun, and it it is so earnest about itself too, which is which sometimes <laughs> is very charming, and that helps this movie tremendously. And I gotta say this: at ninety one minutes, it doesn't overstay its welcome, right? You at no point you're in there going, "Wow, man, they probably should have cut that montage out or that out." The music in this movie is infectious. Yeah. Um. This, even like you know, send me an angel. I'm like, oh my god, like good lord, like that dancing, like the song alone makes that. If they, if they picked a bad song, you'd be like, eh, I don't know. But mm-hmm. the song is perfect, and you're like, you literally. I wish I was kidding. When it was done, I was so pumped up, not to ride a bike, yeah. like, but I was like so energized from this movie. And you're saying, Jay, it's because of the football thing. I wasn't energized to go play football. Okay. I was not energized, like, oh, I got outside, like, you know, smash someone's skull. Like, I mean, I, I, I was, because I, like, it always ties into football for me. But, like, it, this movie makes, like, it, if you buy into what's happening and you understand he's going to cheat the whole time and he still gets to win and gets the girl. Yeah. And still blows off the SATs. <laughs> well, that you're just like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I'm pumped up. Yeah. But this movie always, and it, it, I've seen the movie several times. Uh, like obviously, we saw it twice when during football season. But I didn't own it for years. And when I got the DVD, I watched the DVD um, after I'd had ankle surgery, um, so I couldn't go anywhere. So I'm watching on a portable DVD player on the like next to the bed. So on this little tiny screen, this bootleg copy, and I'm like, oh, Kelly's like, what are you watching? I'm like, rad! It's so pumping me up. It still does to this day. Yeah. It's weird. I'm not saying it's going to do that for you, folks. I'm not promising you were like, oh, my God, it's so inspiring. It's like the speech in Remember the Titans. It's not. It's not. Okay? But what it is is not boring. Yeah. And good luck. You get one of those songs out of your head when it gets in there. Just yeah. saying. Well, you know, we mentioned the SATs, and we didn't actually say we, – we prefaced this, but then we, we, we didn't actually get into it. So during the love montage – Oh, yeah. When they are pre-canoodling, you know, Crew is spilling his soul to Christian because Christian, she's the aforementioned angel that was sent to him by the, the screenwriters, you know. Yes. And he says, well, you know, my mom wants me to take the SATs. And she's like, well, you know, my is I think it's her sister or her, her cousin, sister, her sister. her sister. She took a year off and then she went and took her SATs. And six she went months. To college. She six took months. six months off. Yeah. And took her SATs and Not she went to college. Year. Back in the days, it was a gap half year, you know. Yeah. Basically, summer so, break. So right there, the plot is actually resolved. Yep. 
because it, because he says it to Talia Shire. It's like, well, mom, I'll take the SATs in six months. This is the only time I can. Again, I don't know why he sounds kind of like a young Rocky Balboa. Hey, yeah, I'll take the SATs in six months. Hey, you know, it's no problem. All right. You know, I fight Apollo and then I go take the SATs and I film. But, you know, I take them. Right. <laughs> I be like a Kentucky Fried Idiot, you know, but uh, so so that's but that's the plot resolution. It's like yeah. she's like you have to promise me you'll take him. Okay, done. I'll yeah. have plenty of money when I win Helltrack that I can and I can roll up to the testing center in my Corvette. Yeah, with my yeah. smoking hot girlfriend who will have done my my SAT prep for me. He won't have to even roll up. She'll drive him. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a driver's license she's got a driver's license he clearly doesn't <laughs> so um folks but but again but, but we're talking about okay so Lori Lachlan's got all sorts of advice about yeah. college right and she talks about yep. her sister waited six months and this was the one that was really weird to me when she's like you know crew you know I've if I ever have a child and they've got the same level of natural skill and determination as you, I would do anything in my power to make sure they got into college, you know, and, and that's the an line. Yeah. That's uh, the line that like, doesn't oh, age no, well. No. <laughs> and the funny part is for those of you who were full house fans and those of you who watched fuller house and stuff like that and realized that, Oh my gosh, how are they going to film the rest of fuller house? that now she's in jail. That became a real conversation in my household as the girl's like, well, how can they finish Fuller House without Aunt Becky? I'm like, who cares? It's Aunt Becky. It's not like Candace Cameron Bure decided that she was going to be like, do something really asinine like that. That doesn't um, seem like her. No. I mean, she's going to make a movie where she has to like solve the mystery of, is this man really Santa Claus? Or just or, the or jolly, she's you know. One where she's like from World War II and she traveled in time to the present day. Yeah. And, or and she'll make one. Christmas. Yeah, or she'll make one where there's a mystery involved that doesn't involve Christmas, but it's a mystery, but it's by the same company so that we have to be on the other channel. So we're not on the first channel, we're on the second channel because that's murder and mystery, that's mystery and whatever's. Anyway, um, I, 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 we joke, but I'll be honest with you, I would kill for a career where I literally just make a movie after movie. She just makes bank every yeah. time. She's like, what do I got to do this one? Like to work. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like her, Lacey Charbet, like they like working. You know, the same four men they Tor, rotate yeah. through. Tor Johnson, you know, Tor about that whole group. Uh, Remember that one with and, Candace Cameron Bure and Tor Johnson? Yeah, that would like, be oh, funny. Oh, Tor, though. you're just such a gentle soul. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Tor Johnson. Thank God. He, could you imagine Tor Johnson had to, like, make those Christmas movies? I mean, he'd be, like, 100 years old. But, yeah, you know, kind of thing. I mean, Tor Johnson playing an elf, like wearing the little hat. Uh, like, like he'd be, he'd who be is Shorty, the biggest elf, no, you know? The biggest elf. It's like, what's his pop new heart, an elf? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um, folks, uh, yeah, so we, uh, this was a movie that was on our list of movies to do. Like, Luke and I have a list of movies we have to cover that are kind of like reserved that we're going to do them because, like, and some people are like, hey, how about this movie? Um, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to do that. I have to cover that one with my brother. And they're like, how come? And I'm like, because it's my brother and I made a promise to him and it's a movie that has like a lot of meaning and stuff. And once, once the Blu ray of, of Rad was announced, literally, like Luke, I, I mean, somewhere like, you know, months back in this conversation, he just goes, so when are we doing rad this year? Because it was like, once they knew the Blu-ray was coming out, it became a movie on a list of movies to do to the movie we need to do this year. Okay. 
Uh, because once the Blu-ray comes out, we got to strike when the iron's hot. I mean, I know it came out a little while ago, whatever kind of thing, by the time we got it, and yada, yada, right? The key is, though, is that um, they they now are releasing just the Blu-ray without the special edition uh, case and all that stuff for about 10 bucks. I'm not sure exactly when that came out, but I know I saw it recently. Um, and as I write on Amazon, it's the exact same thing as this Blu-ray. So it's without the, you just get the Blu-ray, no DVD and no steel case. So you can probably score this thing for about 10 bucks. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't, I mean, I have spent $10 on way worse things than a, a copy of rad yes. on Blu-ray, say, yeah. you know, so you'll spend, um, you'll, you'll blow 10 bucks on something stupid, you know, yeah. Lord knows I have. Yeah. Just saying, um, it's one of those things, folks, that like if if you like if so I know listeners of a show kind of range in age and some of you are a little young to maybe have been alive in 1986 or old enough to kind of remember really 1986. But if you enjoy 80s movies, like the kind of like craziness of 80s movies, I think you'll like this one. It's definitely not going to be if if you're like oh man i was like you know like you know whatever like if you're if you were into racing bmx bikes and whatever i mean i'm sure you're gonna have it if, you're, this, if you were into racing bmx bikes you probably already own that blue yeah blue. right i'm just saying yeah. but maybe they don't maybe they didn't know what came out um because you know we had a lot of concussions back in the day luke and not all of us remember <laughs> things all right mr i always know where i am at all times uh so uh are you prone to having blackouts, blackouts? <laughs> so um but if I, I, I highly recommend this uh, release. If you can get the $10 one, it's the same Blu-ray. Grab it. It's so worth it. You'll love it. Um, Mill Creek in general, I recommend them highly to a lot of people. The other one, um, what's uh, what's it called? Cookie Jar? Is that Mill Creek's? Um, yes, that's their, their kids' their, outfit. Their yeah. kids' outfit, right? That's where you can get Street Sharks, which is phenomenal. Um we cops got all, cops too, yeah. Um, um, uh, the Sabrina, the animated series. Oh my God, is that good for something I never watched? And Haley saw one episode and goes, oh, "We gotta get this." And I was like, "Let me look." Seven dollars for all of it? Why not? I yeah. spent four dollars on the Christmas episode special that was separate, but I watched all of it. Every episode, I watched every one of them with her. And I'm like, these are really good. Like for again, it's Sabrina. You got uh, in all fairness, I was a big Sabrina fan. I was a really big Sabrina in college fan because my yes. girlfriend Soleil Moon Fry showed up. I love Punky Brewster and I love Soleil Moon Fry. My wife knows. Don't anyone freak out. Don't be like, oh, I better send Kelly a note. Oh, she knows. When yeah. Soleil Moon Fry comes on, and goes, Jay, your girlfriend's on the screen. Oh yes, we know. Thank you. Um, so I was. That's why I was a big fan for the college years. Yeah. Uh, when, when they when they when now it's not just Melissa Joan Hart now it's Soleil Moon Fry and Melissa Joan Hart. See, uh, yeah. See, I always like Melissa uh, Joan Hart because we're close to the same age, so I could yeah. I could I, it, it was never weird. Yeah. Right? Oh you know, no. Yeah, like yeah, never, yeah. 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 So weird out of the age, like even like in the Clarissa explains it all days. You know, yeah. I was the right age for that. I'm well, like, yep, I'm on board with this. And dude, I'm even really, on I don't know even on blondes either. So yeah. You know. Even on Punky, and that's the crazy part, because I'm a blondes guy, yeah. right? Even on Punky, when Punky Brewster was on TV, Punky and I were the same age-ish. Right. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, that she could totally, could totally be friends. And yeah. when she got older, I was like, oh, yeah. dang, Punky. <laughs> dang, girl. You know, all of a sudden, Martin happened. Dang, Jada. 
So, so um, that's a, that's another show for another day. Anyway, so uh, folks, I recommend uh, Rad. I'm assuming Luke gives oh, Rad a big recommendation. Hard as well. recommend, easy, yes. easy recommend for Rad. It's, this is a this is a delightful evening's diversion of entertainment. Yeah. And and then hours afterwards, when you're singing, you know, uh, "Break the Ice" or "Thunder in Your Heart" or you know, "Send Me an Angel," whatever song yes. gets stuck in your head for yeah. the remainder of the week. Pick one, and one will be in there when this is done. So, um, obviously, folks, I recommend you know going to get it kind of thing. Um, and as Luke said, he watched it with his wife. Um, my wife has watched Rad with me before. So, uh, it's and again, Haley wasn't home when I watched it, but she would have loved this movie because she would have been like, "That's nuts!" <laughs> yeah. the, Just I, for the I, nuts. The only thing I'd hesitate is if you have kids that want to jump their bikes off of things already. Yeah, no, I don't have Baby, that. Maybe don't show them this movie because yeah. it's like the, 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 there's not a lot of consequences to people getting hurt in this movie, you know? Yeah. My daughter does not want to jump her bike off of anything. So uh, <laughs> so she's she's not that kind of daredevil. She's the kind of daredevil who will talk back when I said, don't say another word. And she's yeah. like, oh, let me tell you something. That's yeah. how she pushes the envelope. But not pushing the envelope by letting me jump my bike off of stuff. So My, my um, guys will go to the top of the road. And mm-hmm. then, which is about, um, so doing a full circuit up and down is a quarter mile. So it's about an eighth of a mile to the top of the road and mm-hmm. then pedal as fast as they can and hit the speed bump to try and get air. That's what they'll do. Yeah. You know, so anyway, um, so folks, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Luke is not a regular here. I mean, obviously dad's usually with me. Um, and obviously you heard dad and I talk about, uh, you know, back in October, we talked about The Hand. We talked about Kong 76 and The Hand, and we talked about Monster on the Campus, a movie that Luke also loves. Um, oh, Monster on the Campus. That dog is a throwback. <laughs> yeah. And now that we are into November, obviously, you know, uh, Luke and I are here talking about Rad, and then Dad and I will be at Thanksgiving. You heard Dad and I do a um, a, a listener feedback episode. We got a whole bunch of uh, letters and, uh, you know, our cards and letters. We got to make sure we get to them. Um, and then in and we get to December. Now, um, and again, I, I'm going to give Luke a chance to, to, you know, give you some information and stuff as well. But I just wanted to mention this in December, we always talk about, we have three movies in December. It's become a kind of our thing here at uh, Boss, Buds and Babes. And, um, December, dad and I are covering Fat Man. Now, uh, you know, we, I didn't mention this earlier because we were still nailing down dates and stuff. Dad and I are covering Fat Man from 2020. Um, to me, a movie that is, uh, again, not boring, but just crazy. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm going to share with everyone, Luke, what we're covering for the Christmas episode yeah. and I'll leave the, and I'll leave new year's to be a surprise on new year's yeah. because I always like to make the new year's episode, something crazy, something zany, something out there. And you're thinking, Jay, you guys just did last year. You did, uh, um, iron sky Two, the coming race. And that movie was nuts. We might have it top this year, but for Christmas this year, I said, Luke, you and I need to do a Christmas movie together. And we're thinking, what holiday classic speaks to the fact that Luke and I have covered something related to it just last year? The He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. Folks, if you haven't watched it since you're a kid, you have until Christmas. Get on it. Watch it with the family. Enjoy the heck out of it. Because we are going to talk about that for Christmas this year. So, yes, you're welcome. That's what we say to you. So, yeah, And you know what? That new He-Man show on Netflix, if you liked that one, there's all sorts yeah. of He-Man content out there on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lots of He-Man stuff. Um, lots of, lots I, of big buff dudes in loincloths. 
Yes. Good day. Um, you know, hey. <laughs> just saying. He-Man in the Master of the Universe is, and, and I don't mean just the, the actual movie that Luke and I covered last year, um, because we did cover that last Dece- December. I think it was around December yeah, time. December. It was regular December episode. Yes, because Dad and I did Silent Deadly Night 2 as the Christmas movie, um, where if any, anything teaches you to lock somebody up when they're in, when they're having an interview with a Kaiser killer, lock them up before you ask some questions. If that or the hand, both give it away. Sorry for spoiler alert. If you haven't listened to the episode, it's you know in October. It's a month ago. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk. He-Man and the National Universe was a, actually a very large part of our lives early on. And then obviously we got into G.I. Joe and stuff. We talked about all that stuff before. Um, but the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special was just one of those things that like. <sighs> it, it has to be seen to be believed, I think. But, you know, but I'm saying it, but it. But it. But it's it's it is a Christmas special. And get full Masters of the Universe at the same yes, time. Yes, absolutely. That, that's what I was going for. You know, sometimes you watch a Christmas special and it's like um, Yogi's like one first of the, Christmas. Like one of the Power Rangers Christmas specials where it's yeah. kind of most like it's it's okay. It's like this is this is not really great as a Christmas special or a Power Rangers episode. Right. I cover them on I cover them on my show. You know, and some yeah. of them are like, oh boy, this is tough sledding for 22 minutes. Right. I'm, I'm, like I'm saying, like, like I've watched, like I've now amassed in a giant, a giant Christmas collection, uh, and it end up a very big Halloween collection too, like of like the specials, right? Yes. Um, where something like, I would say Yogi's first Christmas is like, okay, like it's, it's, it's really good and stuff like that, but it's not like a typical Yogi bear, no. you know, kind of episode, but it, cause it has a lot of other people in it or like Casper's first Christmas. Like those are really like some of those are really good, but and but those they they tie in something mainstream, but it's not like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, which is like literally a Christmas special. Yeah. This one is very Christmas special, yet very Masters of the Universe at the same time, and we're taking that marriage and bringing it together here for you all. So, um, folks, obviously, like I said, you know, we we have a good time here. We and this episode, you've heard me laugh literally. Too, I'm almost cr- I was crying for half the episode. Um, and that's one of the great parts about having my brother on. I love having my brother on, uh, because we kind of, we, first of all, we have tons of like jokes that we know back and forth that will crack us up. And we know what in each movie would make the other one crack up about things about the movie. Um, and especially a movie like rad, which is so 1980s, which is even though we were both young children in the 1980s, we love the eighties. Oh, yeah. Right, you know, kind of thing. So those of you who are like, oh, like, I mean, we, we, not that I don't love the '90s. I do. I love the '90s too. But I really love the '80s and the stuff that kind of made the '80s, the '80s, you know, kind of thing that we see here. So, Luke, um, obviously, people, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, people are listening to your other shows. But tell people where they can find you on the Two True Freaks Network. Sure thing. So if you're not tired of hearing me at this point. You can check out my show, which is Earth Destruction Directive, a Daikaiju podcast, taking a look at all aspects of Japanese giant monster culture, including movies, TV shows, toys, video games, comic books, all that good stuff. You can find that at twotruefreaks.com. You can also find the show now on YouTube. Just search for Earth Destruction Directive. And in addition, any place you can hear my brother, you can also hear me. So you can check us out on the (laughs) Vault of Startling Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror, where we take a look at horror movies over on uh, Two True Freaks. And also, you can hear us on uh, Get Back to the Wrestling. Finally, there's a podcast on the internet about professional wrestling, also at twotruefreaks.com. So please go check all of those out. 
So just want to give everyone a little heads up. Uh, Earth Destruction Directive is like bots, bugs, and babes. It's all ages. It's all, it's, uh, it's for everybody. It's, in, it's inclusive. You can listen with your kids. Um, they might not know necessarily like the movies. If you haven't seen the movies, it's kind of hard or the TV shows or whatever, right? Luke, you know, kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but it's definitely all ages as there's no bad words or stuff like that. Um, there is more adult oriented word usage. That's a horrible way of saying we cuss. Yes. I, I cuss. I, I swear it happens. Um, and that will happen on the vault and on get back to the wrestling. So just keep that in mind. There might be ears that might not be ready to hear some of the words that come out of my mouth, um, on those shows. I know some of you don't always know, but, uh, like we do here, folks, this is all ages and we love having, um, you know, uh, people who people will write in and say, Hey, I was, we, I, we, we just watched the black scorpion and I, we listened to the episode of it in the car with my kids and I'm like, awesome. You know, kind of thing like, uh, you know, I hope they enjoyed it. And they're like, well, you know, some of the stuff went over their head because they don't know about all how like stop motion works, but it was cool, you know. And Luke, same thing. Luke tries to make sure his, his podcast is for everyone as well. Earth Destruction Directive is definitely for everyone. And it's, um, I listen the day, I mean, as soon as it drops, as long, as soon as I can listen to it, it's the first, I, I he jumps the line. You know, even yeah. Jim Cornette doesn't get, high, you know, preference <laughs> over Luke, uh, kind of thing. So I always listen to my brother's podcast and I love being able to help contribute sometimes to it, you know, by sending in information, especially about new releases or stuff like that. The problem is I, 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 I see something like, Oh, I got to send it to my brother. And I send it to him. He's like, cool. I saw it two days ago. I'm like, Oh, you know, kind of thing. Well, like, I Oh, I got him stuff. I still give you the hat tip though. I yeah. No, tip. I know. I know. But sometimes I'm like, I'm trying, Oh, I got this quick. You know, like, like August Ragoon will post something and I'm like, Oh my God, how can I get this to Luke faster than August? Oh, he got it already. You yeah, know, well, you know the problem is like, in the Daikaiju community, it is, it is all a bunch and it's all a bunch of uh, folks that are all trying to like, Oh no, I posted it first. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the I point mean, where if I get a, like if I have a pre-order and Amazon gives me a date, I'm like, Oh, I got an Amazon update. I can post that. <laughs> you guys didn't get that update. Only I did. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I want to say thank you to my brother for coming on um, and sharing the awesomeness that is rad with me. Um, and, and hopefully, folks, you enjoyed it. Now, if you want to send us feedback about rad or about anything that Luke ever and I have ever done together, um, kind of thing, you're welcome to email me and I'll gladly share that email with my brother and we'll re- either record something together if we need to or, um, uh, you know, Luke will respond to me and I will, will read said feedback out there and whatever kind of thing. Um, but we love hearing from you and, uh, you know, understand folks that, uh, you know, just like Luke always says, this is a labor of love. Um, you know, putting out an episode every month, some months are two episodes, some months are three episodes. Like it's not literally like there's, there's no, I'm not getting paid for this. Luke's not getting paid for this, right? We're not making any money at this. It's because we love doing this stuff. We love spending time together. Uh, the crazy part is I wish I was kidding. We literally got into, well, I got into podcasting because Luke and I would just talk and like be just chit chatting on the phone, whatever. And Luke's like, this would make a great podcast. Yes. And I'm like, literally that's how this started. Um, the conversations that my dad and I would have about a movie, like we'd watch a movie, like, okay, like a movie like, uh, Upgrade, when that first came, when dad first saw it, and I saw it. My dad and I would have like a two hour conversation about the movie. I'm like, no, no. And I tell him, stop talking. He's like, why? Just turn a microphone on. We recorded basically an episode about Upgrade. Be, why? Because it's stuff we like talking about anyway. 
right? I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, trust me, you don't always want to hear the conversation about how bad the Yankees might be this year. Cause trust me, it is every day with my house about how hearing how bad the Yankees might be this year. That could be a podcast too, you know. Yes, it could be, but trust me, it's not one I want to listen to ever again. <laughs> I lived it the first time. I don't need well, to see you blow a County tumor. Yankee talk. Right yeah. Here, you know? <laughs> I don't need to have someone throw four wild pitches in the, tw- in the 10th inning after blowing it in the ninth. Anyway. The, the only good thing about that, the headline on ESPN said wild finish. Two Yankees game. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. It never ends well. Anyway, folks, so, Luke, thank you very much for coming on. I love having you on. Uh, I, I look forward to talking about uh, He-Man, She-Ra Christmas special with you because, good gravy, we watched that together in the living room. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> um, so, Luke, is there anything else you need to share with everybody? No, just thank you for having me on, and uh, thanks for giving me an, an excuse to watch Rad. Yeah. So that's dad says that all the time. Uh, oh, it's an excuse for me to watch this one. I'm like, dad, you're a grown man. You ha- you own it. Watch it. He well, goes, dad's but, all, I mean, you know, dad's a but he doesn't He's think about retired. it. You know, he can right. pick and choose a movie you want to watch. You know? Yeah. But the problem is like like we when we did They Live, he's like, I, I forgot how good this was because right. he's seen it and he just he didn't think about go grab it off the shelf. Because there's always something new, you know, kind of thing. I'm always like, hey, there's this new movie, new, you know, like whatever, especially with HBO Max and Disney Plus and all. Like there's always new stuff. And dad's like, oh, I'm like, like I'll tell him, hey, did you watch the, the, you know, the third Conjuring movie, whatever? And he's like, oh, I got to watch it, right? That's the problem. There's always new stuff. And like, and let's be honest, folks, TV series nowadays, like the stuff that's on Netflix and Amazon Prime and stuff, some of that stuff is like basically watching a movie, then a movie, then a movie, you know, kind of thing. Like they're all top quality. So, it's one of those things sometimes, you know, getting a chance to go back and look at something you haven't seen in a while. You're like, oh, man, this was so great to go back and revisit this. And mm-hmm. that's what I think Rad is. Rad's a, a revisit of a very, very specific time and place in the 1980s. Yes. <laughs> think so. Um, so thank you again to my brother for being here. Folks, thank you all for the downloads and listens. Like we say here, keep those cards and letters coming and keep watching the skies. This is Tokyo, once a city of six million people. What has happened here was caused by a force which, up until a few days ago, was entirely beyond the scope of man's imagination. Tokyo, a smoldering memorial to the unknown. An unknown which at this very moment still prevails and could at any time lash out with its terrible destruction anywhere else in the world. Hi, folks. Luke Giaconetti here. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you like giant monsters? Or as they're called in Japan, Daikaiju? Monsters like Godzilla, Rodan, Gamera, King Ghidorah, or Mothra? Do you like more obscure monsters, such as Gappa or Yangari? Do you like giant heroes like Ultraman, or super robots like the Shogun Warriors? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I think you might like my podcast, Earth Destruction Directive. I'm a dedicated fan of all things Daikaiju, and I'd like to share that with all of you. Please check out Earth Destruction Directive at twotruefreaks.com. Earth Destruction Directive, where we turn your Daikaiju dreams into city-smashing reality. This has been an episode of Bots, Bugs, and Babes, the B-Movie Podcast. If you'd like to contact me, please email the show at bots, 
bugsbabes at gmail.com. If you'd like to find me online, I'm on Facebook under my name, Jason Jacknetti. I often contribute to the Two True Freaks Facebook group. You can visit my Facebook page, The Art of Horror Collective, and you can search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective. On Instagram, find me under my name, Jason Jacknetti, and search the hashtag, The Art of Horror Collective, as well as the new hashtag, Bots, Bugs, Babes Podcast. I'm the only one using them. I'm also on Twitter, at Jason Jacknetti, and you can visit my webpage at www.theartofhorrorcollective.wordpress.com. All movies, characters, stories, music, etc. are properties of their respective holders. This is a fan work, and any use of any property is purely for review, discussion, entertainment. So don't sue me. I ain't got anything anyway. There is no tomorrow! There is no tomorrow! There is no tomorrow! Will you stop?